Welcome to D-Comedy, our rewatch, review, whatever you want to call it, podcast. This month, your D-Commentators are me, Lucas. And me, Emma. And we are here today to talk to you about the Disney Channel classic, Wendy Wu, Homecoming Warrior. Hiya. Not a good title, I will say. Bad title. Very we said mouthy. That last we time, said, right? it's, it's a lot. It's a lo- the mouthfeel on it's not great. I also feel Just like... Just call it Wendy Wu. I- That's a great... Yeah, Wendy Wu. Yeah, but it's also a very rhymable last name. I feel like you could have come up with something that rhymed. Yeah, and uh, like at no point is she called the homecoming warrior. Well, it's it's, has, it's the two parts of her life, Emma. It's homecoming queen, but also work, Yin warrior. That, I know, but that would work if that was like a pun. If it was like home Yin warrior, like like homecoming warrior is two completely separate thoughts well, well, smashed I, together. I, I think it's supposed to be one of those titles that's like homecoming warrior, like a surprise, like it's not. Oh, like, like so your 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 argument is that. Movie titles should make you confused about yes, what the movie is. Exactly. You should have no idea. It's, you should be like, I thought it was about a girl that does kung fu, but now. Oh yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, it's a girl about a girl who's a homecoming Wendy queen, Wu but Wu also rhymes with work. kung fu. What are we doing? That's Wendy Wu does kung fu. Something like that. That's pretty good. I like that. But yeah, I picked this movie because I had very fond memories of it as a child. Do you still? I think. <laughs> There are some... So I have actually... I need to come out... The first thing I did when this movie flipped on, and I'm just going to be honest, was Google the script to see if this was written with any Asian people, like, having an, an influence. There is one Asian screenwriter. It looks like it. the script has four credits, one of whom appears to be an Asian man. I can't really find any information. So, no, no, here, I can give you a little bit of information. I, I want to come out and defend myself a little bit, because I called this one of my favorite Disney Channel original movies, and I remember it being that. I had not seen it since around the 2000s. And, like, not even, you know, the racial stuff you're talking about. Just as an adult mm-hmm. watching a movie, it really, it doesn't hold up as I had, I had hoped it would. That being said, I was able to pinpoint throughout why young Lucas loved this movie. I was like... The, it's a Power Rangers episode. It's So that's what I was going to say. I give you a little insight. This was predominantly made by a lot of people involved with Disney I, who made Power Rangers at the time. I, it was the, a lot of the, the producers... Yeah, the, the the teacher, he's a Power Rangers guy, right? James Galen, the black, he's yes. every, he's like every black guy in Power Rangers at a certain point. Every old black adult in Power Rangers. And there are two Power Rangers in one And of that's them, how I know you've rotted my brain because I saw the name James Galen and I go, well, that's a famous actor. No, it's fucking not. I just know that from Luke saying <laughs> that name. Because he's a New Zealand-based actor. They filmed Power Rangers in New Zealand. And they filmed this in New Zealand. They filmed this in New Zealand. That's what I'm saying is... The producers of Power Rangers were just like, hey, we've got this script. Smoke them if you got it. Like, like Koichi Sakamoto, who does a lot of the fight choreography, who does it for Power Rangers at the time. Like It all looked exactly like Power so Rangers. And I, I had to watch a lot of Power Rangers being Luke's oh, sister. I know my Power to, Rangers. Had to. I know so it, I, when I see it. I am going to get this briefly out of the way because I know Emma's not going to want me to talk about it. I am of the opinion that this film is canonically in the Power Rangers universe. Of the two Power Rangers that are in this movie, one of them is Sally Martin, who played the blue Ninja Storm Power Ranger. Her character's name in that show was Tori. She always wore light blue and she drives a light blue car. In this movie, Brenda Song has a best friend played by Sally Martin, whose name is Tori, 
always wears light blue and drives a light blue car. They said smoke them if you go. <laughs> we just, already have the car. It, see, no, it's a different car to be fair. But it's just a this weird, guy. This is he's like a Power Ranger direction. It's literally like they didn't even try it to make. She was like, Sally, you want to just play a version another girl named Tori? That's the same exact thing. And she was like, Sure. Do I get to surf? No, not in this one. Yeah. So with this, this movie, makes a lot. The, the Power Rangers thing is really making this connect go though, because that's really what it feels like. It is. It, it literally the opening of this movie. My first note is this could be the opening of like three different seasons of Power Rangers. So there are four credits on the script. The two of them are not clickable, so I'm assuming maybe they did rewrites. But the first one, it's, it's a writing pair. And it does say one is of Chinese descent, the other one is of Mexican descent. And because of their different ethnic backgrounds, the name of their production company is Rice and Beans Productions. All right. I feel uh, like that's one of those jokes they, they, also, they can make, but yes, we can't. They also did Jake Long. I like oh. American Dragon. They like naming things like that. American yeah, I, I, I think people call him the American Dragon. They do, because he's the first American, American dragon. dragon. Yes. Just like, like she's the first, show. she's also the first American Yin warrior. But not, that's a real mouthful. Well, no, but I'm just saying it's... it's Wendy Wu first no, American I'm saying, I'm saying you can see the DNA of, like, a story about a child of immigrants coming to America and then discovering, oh, you have this connection to your ancestry that makes you special. Uh, they didn't do that show. They wrote on it. Okay. They wrote on a oh. bunch. They wrote on a okay. bunch of good kid stuff. Ned's Declassified, Jake Long. Yeah. Was, then they won a primetime Emmy for Wizards of Waverly Place. So I don't know if they created any of these, but apparently they worked on them. Fair enough. But yeah, this movie, I actually think has some really strong elements that are fun. For me, the issues set in towards Almost the latter. No, towards the latter half. I was on board for most of this. And then just like the ending feels really rushed and pointless. It feels like they ran out of money. It, it feels, feels like, like they ran out of a lot of, <laughs> ran out of steam. I would say at the very least. But so as a non-Power Rangers fan who kind of didn't grow up with this movie, what I, I, I'm assuming you were kind of negative. I mean, I it. saw it when it came out. I remembered some of this. I, Luke, you fucking probably made us watch it. That's I remember possible. this movie coming out. I remembered loose story beats of this. I remembered the general plot that she wanted to be home. I did not remember how it ended. And I now as watching as an adult realize they seriously ran out of money. I also kind movie. of forgot how it ended because it was way lamer than I remembered. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This, this movie goes out with a whimper. I would say. Yeah, I agree. Um, also, guys, just I'm going to be level with you. I don't know how much sense my notes make. I started this movie really late. Then I like paused it halfway through, finished it really, really late. And then I had to wake up really, really early to work on something for work. And so I'm running on like caffeine in a dream. And I don't even know. I, I'm confident in my notes, but I'm not confident in my brain's ability to interpret these notes now. You know, like when you're so tired, you're like an inch away from like either hysterical laughter or crying tears. I feel like you, you operate on that spectrum a lot. That's where I'm at. And and whatever way the needle falls is how I'm going to end this podcast. So I I apologize for my notes if they don't make any sense is what I'm trying to say. But going off of what you brought up, I think we should address the semi-elephant in the room of the... The question that this movie poses. The central question. Which is... Is it possible to be racist against your own race? (laughs) Which everyone in this movie somehow manages to do. Yeah. Well, what it's... I give this movie so much credit for casting Asian American actors who are doing an amazing job. The parents are great. The grandma's great. Everyone's great. I, I, and the brothers. I do give them the credit for casting these wonderful people, for making a movie about Chinese culture and like rediscovering your roots. But I, at the same time, I will never forgive you for making them say some of the lines that they said. Yeah, it's there's some cringe factor in here, folks. I was like, I like, and it's that thing where it's like, it's fine because he's saying it. It's fine because he's saying that all Asian people like Wang Chung tonight, or that's the most alien. Yeah, what for, was yeah, that, that? That was a lot. Well, no, it was saying that. You like, know, a topical reference. For children, <laughs> he was yeah. So like, I actually thought if uh, he also references something else 
almost insane if I remember it's, right. It, there's a lockdown back there. Uh, I was actually wondering if I should ask one of my Chinese friends to kind of give just either come on it or just do like a segment to talk about this. But I didn't really want to do that because a lot I would not make an Asian person yeah, watch this Yeah, because I no because like it's a lot of it is just and we've talked about this before with like the Lindsay Lohan Freaky Friday movie. It's just the general bad stereotype that oh being Asian means you were your magic. Like Oh we're, yeah, with we're, Freaky Friday. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We're like just that because that's the only explanation you get why they have but, a body swap okay, cells because they're it's, Asian. It was less about that for me in this because it's like Well I, that's a that's a part of it is what I'm saying. They're say. doing a shitty job with it, but if you view this movie through the lens, which I eventually to make peace so, to cope. <laughs> to make peace to with cope. my God to be able to sleep at night, which I barely did. I, you have to look at it through the lens of like, they are trying to take a very popular format at this time of like a Jackie Chan realm, very much a genre at this time. And there was always that kind of goofy, sometimes magical cultural element that like realistic, no, but it was like very much a thing in those movies that I think they're trying to do. And I think it's very cool for them to try to do that with a traditionally feminine teenage girl who's kind of like... I, I do think this movie would not have been made if Brenda Song was not one of the hottest things on Disney Channel oh, at the time. And they were like, we've got a very prominent, very popular Asian American uh, actress, one of our stars. Let's give her something that only she can do. And she does... Okay. Well, I <laughs> she's like, not as good as I thought she no, was. No, she's not. Her performance is not good. No, but like I'm happy this movie exists because I do think its intentions are good, and I'm happy that like this representation existed for Asian American women. Like she was like getting to do a movie that wasn't just oh she's the lead and she's Asian American. It was like about being Asian American, yeah. and it was like like it like her, people thinking her cousin is weird and all the stuff with the parents kind of done. I was like, this is going at some good ideas. Like I don't want to totally fault it, and it was so my. Back to my original point, it was also about the magic and that for me, it was more some of just like the general one-liners that would throw out and I would be like, oh, yeah, the, what? The, the message the movie is going for on a base level is that it's like, to make a long story short, it's good to know about where you came from and to honor it, which I think is a nice lesson you can apply to any culture. It doesn't just yes, have to be Chinese. And, and especially, but to just, you know, immigrants in general, children of immigrants, like this is a Don't cool forget movie. where you came from, because that connects you to the people that you're in, in your family that you may not know yes. about. And we're all here for that. But the way they go about... It's about as subtle as a battle act, first of all. <laughs> yeah, At one point, the mom walks in and one of the lines is like, well, what did I want to do with that stinking culture anyway? And yeah, it's like, like, why would you say yeah, that to your like, elderly it, mother? Yeah, well, it's also like, that the mom works in a museum and is like... like I don't know any about this fucking... <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like she's mad that she got an assignment. Yeah. <laughs> like, not even... I, first of all, it felt a little racist. No, like, she has because, to feel so pissed about getting a sign. Well, if you read it deeper, which this movie definitely did not think of, but you could read it as like my racist boss. That's what I said. I was like, yeah, it feels a little racist that like the boss was like, hey, woo, you're Asian, do the Asian shit. Yeah. Like, that, that's not great. But then she's just like, but then but, for her to hold out and be like, I don't know anything whatever, about this. It's, like, it's like you're saying this about the subtlety, but then to have her in like five different scenes be like, man, I don't know anything about my Asian history. If only I'd listened to my mom when she told me all about it as a child. Like it just really starts well, it, it appears to be a museum that's really only handling Asian artifacts. How did you get this job? Or is well, it all artifacts? Well, it's all. Well, I think that's just they're preparing an exhibit on them. Okay, that's okay. why we only ever see the back room and like the front desk. We don't it's ever a see huge warehouse. Also, well, it was a, just huge. Emma, you, Emma, you don't know anything about Power Ranger sets. Obviously, they have warehouses on hand. Every episode of Power Rangers I've seen is literally in a warehouse or in a field, like a New no, Zealand. No, you're forgetting. You're forgetting the gorge. There's always a gorge or a canyon or a quarry. Quarry is the word I was looking for. Famously, quarries. Anyway. Let's get just let's just get started now that we kind of got.
got some of that out of the way. We'll address it as Oh, I also, guys, I'm learning how to work my TV as well. And like me being overtired, not knowing how to work my TV, bottled up into my first note being, why am I just looking at a map of China? It's not even zooming. Oh, it's paused. (laughs) 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 And then I started the movie. So we open on a Buddhist temple, the Jinji Mountain Temple, which is not real as far as I could see and the and i'm assuming not because it's like the most cgi'd temple in the well, mountains the, well the mountain is also cgi it's cgi well, yeah that's why i'm saying it looks like the opening event and it's not any number of power ranger seasons the the whole vibe of this scene is like mystical magic like like it felt like a time before you know cell phones existed and i thought this was a flashback especially because we were looking at maps and like old scrolls and the credits and then it like went to this and i was like okay we're getting like a flashback of her ancestors and then we're going to cut to modern day but that's not what this is no this is we, modern day we meet Shen, who's one of our main characters. He's not a time traveler. No. Okay. He's sparring with a couple of the other monks doing, you know, Shaolin Kung Fu. They're very cool. And they were like on this like Well, they're cool. doing it, they're doing it kind of goofy where he's like well, got a guy in a headlock and like give him a giving him a noogie or something. I like and that. Then, and then at one point it's got like a dance circle. At too. one point, a guy off to the side, not involved in the fight, is what drinking is, is drinking yeah, some tea. And was, then Shen just takes a dart and throws it and knocks the tea. And I was like, what did that guy do? Like an older man, too. Like he wasn't even yeah, in the fight. It definitely feels like Shen's beating up a lot of these old dudes. But so then this like grand master of the temple or whatever calls Shen over and says the evil has awakened once more you must find the yin warrior or whatever yan lo is yan rumbling lo. yan lo. lo yes you'll hear that name a lot and they pull out a as i mentioned a scroll yeah. with a woman's face on it then and i said i know that face that's brenda song that's brenda song baby so it turns out it's 2003 when all that <laughs> <laughs> magic i was think in. it's 2006 is it 2000 i, I think that's when right. it came no, out no you're right because i wrote something out about the homecoming dress it's 2006 i'm sure you wrote something down about the homecoming dress but speaking of brenda song we meet her in her history class t- she's t- asleep t- no, she's drawing the her, the homecoming crown on her own head in her notebook. Oh, yes. Oh, she's not asleep. No, she she's doodling. She says later she wants to go to sleep. Yes, she's doodling. Um, and it's taught by, of course, the indelible James Galen. And he's like, hey, can you name this mountain range in China? And she goes, uh, uh, and then the bell rings and she yeah. gets out scot-free, basically, because she didn't know. Um, we meet her two friends, previously mentioned Tori from Power Rangers, and uh, Anna Hutchison, who plays Lisa, who is- uh, Who are the most insanely capped women alive. I wrote, they're insane. They're insane. Insanely capped. They're always in newsboy caps. Always. I and could. I could not pin down the vibe of these. What ladies. is this? What is the vibe? What of is these the vibe? Ladies? Anna Hutchinson is apparently like kind of Are, like dumb and goes crawling back to some random boy. One of them is just the. Bridget Jones' friend that calls from the toilet. Like, one just is always in drama with her yes. boyfriend. That's it's, it's always the end of the world with Lisa. But, with, but just about her boyfriend. And their names are Lisa and what? Tori. Tori. I, number one, couldn't tell them apart. And until one started complaining about her boyfriend, I couldn't tell They them. don't differentiate themselves. And well. they, but like, what is their vibe? Are they popular bitches? Not really. Well, they have to are because they, they're friends with Wendy. And Wendy's the most popular girl in school. They're not like bitches. No, they're not like mean girls. But then they kind of are because they're racist to her cousin. They, there is, well, I, I, Emma, I'm, I'm going to chalk that up to being, it being 2006 and being raised in a white household in uh, Southern California or some part of California. We don't know where Fair Springs, California is. Yeah, I don't know. I, they, I mean, they made it sound like it was Northern California. It's probably Somebody North mentioned Cal. San Francisco or, yeah, or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. We get the basic exposition. But I just don't, they just don't oh. have personalities to no. me. They, and, and I don't understand their art. Which, what was the point which, of them? Which is a Was she bummer. supposed to learn they were bad friends? Because they weren't bad enough to be like really no, bad friends. They no, no. They're not, like, they're, no, they're not. I'm bad kidding friends. when I said they were. They were just kind of insensitive, and but, like yeah. and they were caught up in the popularity of it all, which she had True. to learn to reject. But I just didn't think either go one way or the other. Make them actually good friends in the end, or make them bitches. Well, I actually think it's one of the big weaknesses of this movie because we were talking about Brenda Song, and Brenda Song can do a great job if you give her the right tools. But I think she needed someone really good to bounce off of to make this movie work. And I, I just felt like she was bored. 
I felt like Bren walked up and was like, I can do this in my sleep. It's a... It's, in certain scenes, It's a yes. smarter London Tipton, which is what... Uh, it's it, very it's, similar. To, to me, it just felt like she was really up and really down. Sometimes she was bringing a lot of energy to it. And other times, literally, the, there's the scene where she, like, gets... Finds out she's failing... She's getting a C in a class or whatever. She's like, what am I going to do? There's no way. Yeah, exactly. like, like, I have, like, no energy. Reading the phone book in certain points. And, then, and it just feels like she was just like, I'm going to cash my check and get out of here. Which, like, fine. A lot of times I've said that. Like, I don't think... <laughs> In the many Disney Channel original movies you've been Yeah, in. and the many that they'll never see the light of day. <laughs> many active lawsuits. Um, but the thing that I'm saying is just like, she doesn't feel dialed in. And that's fine. <laughs> because I like that her character... I like that she's here. And I like that her character is allowed to be like materialistic. A little bit of a material girl. And also be the main character. Sure. Like in elevating her from that London Tipton side character role to mm-hmm. someone who as like cares about traditionally feminine things. Like Homecoming Queen. Can still be the main character and can still kick butt. But that's what I'm saying. You, you've got your London Tipton, but London Tipton needs Maddie Fitzpatrick okay, you're or, right. or you're right. uh, Bailey from Sweet Life on Egg. You need a, another and girl who can match you and I agree. Yeah, I agree with, with that. Brenda Song's energy. But and the other problem is just like the people that she's with in like the friend space, at least. That Yeah, that's what I'm not saying. Not delivering no, their, no. her anything to balance uh, off. I'm saying. I actually thought she kind of popped in when she was in the scenes with the grandma a little bit. Oh, the grandma. Because she was so wonderful. But grandma's the best actor in the film. I mean, hands down the best in the film. Amazing. But like, they had a cute little, a few moments where I was like, all right, Bren feels dialed That's what I'm saying. That's the up. That's the peak. Yeah, yeah. But we get I also all... can't stop calling her Bren now because they kept calling her when and now I'm calling her Bren. But we get all the basic intro dialogue of like, oh, Wendy, you want to be the homecoming queen. No, they so call bad. her when and I said, stop saying it... when and now I'm doing it. Okay, when you want to be the yeah. homecoming queen so bad. And and uh, Anna Hutchison as Lisa is like lamenting that her boyfriend broke up with her. She's like, oh, you don't know. She's like, I wish I had your life, Wendy. You're the most popular girl in school. You're that bidet, felt, they have a perfect boyfriend. That exposition felt like getting hit in the face with a shovel. I, it hit me so we've hard. We've seen it done worse in these movies. Well, usually it's like, hi, I'm Austin. I'm the most popular boy in school with a perfect girlfriend. Like, at least she didn't say it herself. Right. Or, but no, or it's in like, or, or it's the best friend being like, oh, come on. We've known each other. Our Since whole Sarah third grade. Since third grade. Like, it's not that bad. It's, it's relative. You have to go to a big dance. Like, like, that's what I at least like that they gave Lisa the fact that she was like emotionally distraught to understand why she would say that instead of it just coming out of nowhere. True. It's true. fine. We meet her boyfriend who sits the down. The sound of music that. Nazi. Wait, what? <laughs> He looks like a Sound of Music Nazi. Oh, I thought you were gonna say he played one or something. Would you believe? Well, it? I was like, I was like, I don't think this is that guy from the Pacifier. That's who I was thinking. <laughs> I was trying to bring it up on this podcast because I've already was told at Christmas that I talk about the pacifier too much. But it's, I don't. The limit does not exist. Thank you. It reminds me of the pacifier when that kid dyes his hair that like yellow blonde to be in the sound of music. Well, they, they address his hair color as part of the film. He gets highlights. I know, but like <laughs> something about his really dark brow, his really fake blonde hair, looks like someone who had dyed their hair to play a sound of music Nazi. This guy had New Zealand hire written all over him. <laughs> oh Let me put it that God. way. But you're so. Oh yeah. We see we see those boys from time to time around here. But her boy yeah, her boyfriend Austin. Austin They fun pulled fact. him off a beach. Yeah, they yeah. pulled that And also off a beach. Austin is a character not much to talk about really. We're probably gonna breeze right over him. More importantly, we meet her arch nemesis. More importantly, we meet Brenda Song's highlights. Oh, in which there was one giant I think, and I'm gonna posit a theory there, much like you posited your Power Rangers theory. I think that there is a visual symbol this movie is employing when she starts out to show her arc. In the beginning of the movie, she has a gorgeous, cute little dark bob with like some blonde highlights through it, and then a big old Kelly Clarkson chunk of like red. <laughs> it right is a chunk. It's, it's a, a chunk. It's a thick 
chunk. And I remember looking at me and go, oh, shit, there's just, they just, they put, slap one red one in there. Like, all right, all right, fair enough. And then I think as the movie goes on, more red highlights get added. It's an inconsistency. I don't know if someone saw the dailies of her with just the chunk and said, fix the fucking chunk. So they pieced it out better. Or if the gaining of more red highlights was to signify her going from novice to kung fu master. Oh, uh, it's like her earning earning her stripes, turning her, cutting off her paddle on braid. Tiger. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but we also meet her nemesis, one Jessica Dawson, who I is her. who is supposed to be kind of like the blonde mean girl question mark. They don't. It's not like a mean girl where she like again makes somebody in this movie a bitch. It's, uh, it, it, it makes... They don't go far enough because they seem to do that thing, which uh, I feel like Emma did the most in high school, which was to like have a perfectly jovial relationship with someone, but then secretly be like, I hate that bitch so much. Yes, but they they don't ever lean into her being a bitch. What Wendy's no. complaint, Luke, is that she always does has to one-up Wendy. Yes. So they're kind of in like a competitive, like that sort of like nerd thing, like who's going to be the valedictorian, like competition with each other. Yeah. But it, they're not like outright like mean. But then they do start being outright mean. And they start having conversations where it's like studying on the news. <laughs> I was doing the weather and it's like, okay, well, you guys fucking hate each other. Yeah, it's and they start like actively sabotaging each other. True. So it is a much more of like a rivalry than just like an innocent competition. It is. You are correct. There, There's a deep rivalry there. She's going around handing out cookies and saying, vote Jessica homecoming queen, blah, blah, blah. And Wendy's like, oh my gosh, Jessica Dawson's running for homecoming queen. Of course. How did I not see this coming? My world is crumbling before me. Uh, we meet her brother Peter. One thing I love about high school movies like this is there's always they always are like you're locked for homecoming queen mm. blah 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 i'm like are they pulling homecoming queen <laughs> every high school movie is like you're a, you're ahead like of, of stacy finkelstein like 17 percent and it's like are they releasing weekly polls emma, emma do you not remember in well what was it bad hair day when there was like a whole website yes, dedicated to, to tracking it i'm like i don't Maybe I went to school in the fucking 1800s, but when I went to school, nobody knew who the Homecoming Queen was going to be until the literal second. Yeah, let me just, I'll say up top, the rules there of Homecoming. There wasn't like Steve Kornacki out there live the every day. <laughs> I would give any amount of money to see that. Um, but the rules of how Homecoming and the Homecoming Court and Committee work in this school are very up in the air. We'll get into it more as it goes on. Are they on. running on the same ticket? I can't <laughs> I mean, you're asking a lot of valid questions. I know that some schools have shit with homecoming king and queen where you like have to actively like campaign. That's not how our school worked. It was just no. like a silent vote and you didn't, you just got voted it and then it, like nobody had to like be running as homecoming. Like it was a whole thing. Like are they campaigning? I think they're doing like, they say campaigning, but I think they mean in a subtle way of just like going around and being seen and be like, yeah, we're running for homecoming king and queen. It's going to be great. Like they're not like, well, I mean, at one point she does hand out posters to be fair. Because so there, that is campaigning. Yeah. That it is cheap. I, I, I thought theirs was a similar thing to our high school where I thought she was like, oh, this girl's handing out cookies. Can't believe she's doing that. Like desperately openly campaigning. Mm-hmm. But then she continues to openly campaign, makes posters. There was a cupcake Whole thing. nine yards. So I'm not really sure. I don't know the mechanics of it. That's all to say. Uh, and I don't think the movie wants you to. But we meet her brother Peter when he takes Peter. When he takes it. Did you? I thought he Peter was, was in Twilight. Oh, uh, that's why. <laughs> he came off as a bit of a car piece of cardboard to me. Uh, I I loved the character of Peter. I, I would I just wanted a little more from him. I liked his pop collar and his football bro attitude. Yeah, I like his I needed weird. just I needed a little more out of his performance, is all I'm saying. But he takes a cookie from Jessica and Wendy has to yell at him, being like, Peter, spit that out. And she grabs a, a lipstick tube and chucks it at him, but and it pierces the cookie. In a very particular way where it's like boom and it like zooms in on it and it breaks the cookie in half. And she runs over there and everyone kind of like looks at her and she just goes, Oh, he's on a diet. And I was like, Why do you think they're 
reacting to him, you telling him not to eat the cookie and not the fact you just threw a lipstick tube like a bullet. Like a bullet. Like and a also, bullet. don't body shame that man. We didn't age well. Um, then... Not for that. Way, way, <laughs> way many more things. But I did say, I like how our powers are already showing up. I was yes. like, now we're cooking with gas. Yeah. But don't make me later on. They didn't make us wait. I don't Absolutely. need 30 minutes for her powers to kick in. I'll tell you that Very much. true. But she goes over and scolds him about the cookie and then she ends up, Jessica ends up giving Austin one and she has to kind of put out fires. And like, I get that there's a rivalry, but then we cut to a scene where she's talking to her mom at the museum where she works and it's very specifically pointed on Jessica but it also comes off as like Wendy you had to know other people were gonna run for this thing yeah, right was like, she supposed to run uncontested yeah is it's that... like is that the only way she would have been happy like she just seems mad that she has any challenge in the field and I'm like you're not the only girl in the school who would want to put their name on the ticket all right yeah. but she's just complaining to her mom over and over about having to deal with Jessica Dawson and how they've and had she's this been after me since they've the first had this grade. rivalry and the mom is just I really like the parents as we kind of already mentioned I really liked them I and, really and, liked and them. I like this mom how she's but just they like, do just seem over her and her they BS. seem so over this the mom is like wendy i don't even know what you want me to do here i gotta get the, all this ancient chinese stuff ready to show and i don't give music. a shit <laughs> i don't know the first thing about <laughs> i don't know a vase from an urn i'm honestly with her on this like they shouldn't have fucking asked you that was rude of them but also she is adamant that she does not know shit all about it and what's crazy is she keeps referencing she's like i've done a ton of research but it hasn't it hasn't borne any fruit and i'm like really it's 2006 you couldn't throw terracotta soldier into the old google and see what you get they have a computer they're they on it. computer. it's 2006 like at one point she's before she gets to the like i don't know any about anything about this shit she walks through and one of the lines that is i have to but there's exhibits opening in three days i don't know i don't know the history behind any of these i just from my notice then why the fuck did he tell you this? <laughs> because she was chinese <laughs> problem From number 75 you know it's it's a sad world we live in it makes more sense it makes that. the most sense sadly um i did say okay like they're ex- explicitly tying and i think in this scene you realize they're kind of like explicitly tying this to buddhism because they start talking about buddhist history and stuff like that and i was like hey i actually have the same note as i'm i was actually really surprised they just full-on lean into the buddhism thing i liked it i think mm-hmm. that they like i loved them like just saying what it was and i i don't know i think that made it like a little bit cooler like i don't know that's what i was saying is like as much as they kind of bungle the messaging of this they do it in a way that makes you feel like you're not just being dropped in the middle of something and not really understanding what's going on like later on they talk about like the moon cakes and the yeah. autumn moon festival but they don't like you know give you a whole history lesson about I mean, it to the I'd point where it like them... makes the movie grind to a halt well i'd rather them mention buddhism than try to like make up their own fake chinese religion <laughs> like that which yeah. is not out of the realm well of they made up their own fake chinese temple so. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I, it, at least it's a thing that it's tied to something real. You know what I'm talking about? Correct. Same with the Mooncake, same with the festival. Like, at least Disney's not trying to invent fake culture. Yes. So we cut from this museum. Oh, she also gets the idea to make cupcakes that say Wendy for homecoming. And because she has so a, good. Because she has, a little, she has a little dog named Cupcake. And her mom's like, you never feed Cupcake. And she's like, Cupcakes, cupcakes. that'll do it. Oh, she really doesn't listen to what the She has a little power moment in here, too, where she, like, almost knocks over what I can only assume is a priceless Priceless movie. Ming vase or something <laughs> and she has to like kick a box to like catch it and yeah, like yeah. that so we cut from that to shen walking from, from the, the fair, fair springs, springs airport. airport i loved the sign that they made for the fair springs airport we did not see the airport you just see the sign He's like, which made me laugh because was, was that like, cgi I no they made this real sign but they made it but it made me laugh because i was like did the monks just like book him on delta That's- to get him here <laughs> like we so the, here's the thing as much as you're talking about Disney they Channel. Probably, they have a weird did, amount of Sky Miles, actually. Well, what I was going to say is, like, is like Disney Channel making BS up? It's slow, 
But it'll basically be revealed Shen just has like ninja superpowers. Yeah, he's a super. Like it's like it's like in Power Rangers where it's like, oh, you just have superpowers from studying martial arts or something. He can teleport, he can run super he fast. He can run. Here's something that I want makes me want to fucking eat my own hand. <laughs> <laughs> So hot on this topic. Make me nuts. He can run at the speed of cars. No, he can't. But then still is looking for transport on cars. Just run. And full on teleport. I don't want to lose that. We said this about when we did the Santa Claus movie. We were like, wait, Santa Claus can just teleport anywhere? Why has that not come up before? He never uses it. At a certain point, he needs to break into a house. And I'm like, dude, just teleport. Why doesn't the monk just teleport to her front door instead of riding on top of a van meditating, which is what happens here? You're not wrong. Uh, He He he, also can run at the speed of he, he can Why run at the speed of sound. Why do you have to sit on the car? Yeah, it's it's multiple times. It's like the, when you ride, the, that's the thing. Is and like, he's trying to like chase after cars, and I'm like, just run. As they, they give him ninja superpowers, and he doesn't even really do enough with them. But yeah, he gets on a car. He's headed to. He's going house. to Wendy's house. <laughs> For a second, I thought you were saying he's going to Wendy's, like the restaurant. <laughs> It's going to Wen's den. And speaking of den, this house looks like an 80s Miami Coke den. There's a lot Their going house on is in this nuts. house. Well, it's because they had to stage it for kung fu fights to take place within it. I mean, the inside is awesome. I love whatever's happening on the inside. It's still a little 80s cokey, but it's cool. The outside is like a whitewashed 80s glass brick coke den it is exactly that and then the inside i can't even describe there's like 14 floors yeah my favorite it's like ski lodge so there's like my three. favorite thing about the house is that it happens in a second because we just cut in we meet her dad who's like an ad executive uh, oh is he he doesn't say it explicitly <laughs> we meet uh her grandma who's watching chinese soap operas and the dad's just helping her make the cupcakes but that's the main bit but the thing that got me is that we then see shen roll up to the house and he pulls a scroll out and on the scroll is just like a picture yeah. of this and I was like, okay, so the monks just have Zillow and just like looked their of house. The house. Like, yeah, of the yeah, house. Yeah. Like, and, and then someone took a pen. Someone took a pen. Yeah. Because they, they, they have a computer. They don't have a printer. Mm-mm. So they like went. They, they got to get everything to scroll. They went by on hand. Travelocity in the year 2006 and booked him through Delta here. God, and then, Travelocity. So, that is it Travelocity still around? Probably, right? I know. No. Uh, Priceline. There you go. That's a more 2006 thing. We see him roll up and because cuts to later that night, the cupcakes okay, are all but done. No, this was the dad the line, goes to bed. This was the mo- line where the mom comes in and is talking to the grandma. Oh, like, yeah, she's that. like, Mom, I need your help at work because I don't know anything decades, about this. Uh, decades of research and every book on Chinese history ever written cannot help me determine what terracotta soldiers are. And so she's like, I really need your help. Tell me those stories again from when I was a kid. And she's like, oh, you didn't remember them? And she's like, no. And the line is like, basically like, not like I was going to miss your culture or anything. Like, like basically like, screw your bum ass culture, Mom. Um, Like, why, don't, why did I ever care about my heritage? It was the most on the nose line and I was like, guess yeah, we're just well, saying really crazy things out loud to our parents. I think what happened here is they were determined that they wanted to give these parents an arc, which I appreciate because rarely they get one in these movies. And I like this arc had it been handled Had it been handled, handled better is they just go so big with it because the basic arc is like, it's the story of these guys are children of immigrants. They came to this country and they were like, we don't care about our Asian culture. We just care about American culture, and baby. Wanting to fit in. And wanting to fit in, assimilate, all that jazz. As adults, they're realizing, oh, wait, we've actually left a lot of amazing things behind by making that decision. But the way that they do that is like... 
we never cared about this when we were younger. Blah, it's blah, blah, like, blah. I do think this is one of the things that I had knocked Disney for sometimes. It's like, just give kids a little bit more credit sometimes. Like, they could pick up on some stuff without the lines needing to literally be like, not like I would even care about your culture, mom. Like, there's definitely ways. Like, they just make it so ham-fisted in the beginning. You're like, oh, oh okay. Well, they finish the cupcakes. Wendy has to clean them all yes. up. Everybody goes to bed. We then cut back to the museum where a mysterious package arrives uh, for the ancient China exhibit that's going on. So we, Our, so Yan Lo can go to UPS. Y- yeah, pretty much. He can flat Stanley himself wherever he needs to go. Um, but we meet the bumbling security guard who is in way too much of this film. Eating pizza for a large he, portion. I think he orders a pizza for every <laughs> single night he works this job. Which is so horribly stereotypical it's because sad. it make a bigger man order a pizza in every scene. And then he has indigestion. It's sad. Uh, he had so much stomach stuff. Yeah, it's not great. Um, but he goes, he puts it back there and then he like starts to hear some weird noises, some green lights, and he comes back. There's like a weird gag where he just has pepper spray. I don't even know if it counts he as a gag. He sprays it at the ghost. He does, and... he does spray it at the ghost. But he always like gets it out and holds it like he's like, like tactically, like he's like took a class on it or something. But here's the thing, gang. I don't want to say, I don't mean to throw stones at this security guard because he already has a lot going on in his life, clearly. Busy guy. If you work <laughs> at a museum and you go back where some ancient artifacts are hold and one of them is glowing and making weird noises, don't open it. Don't. Don't open, open the it. box. He also, We've like, looks, seen Night at also, the Museum. He also looks at a photo of her children and like opens like or like knocks it over or something. Well, it, it's, after, it's, it's after he gets possessed. Oh, okay. Because what happens is... He's behind the mom's desk at this point. Well, yeah, it's because all her shit's back there. And a big green smoke monster comes out and possesses him. Um, they, there's As a, one's men want to do. Yeah, there's a lot of... As smoke monsters There's a lot of bad CGI smoke effects in this movie. Um, but that reminded me of Power Rangers. No, I did. I, I now remind me there's of a them. lot of Power Rangers-esque special effects. We'll just say that as a blanket. I thing. did say... Especially the soccer later that happens. Big Power absolutely. Rangers energy. Absolutely. Um, I did say, oh, Ghost possessed him. Ooh, it's a Men in Black. It does feel a little Men in yeah. Black, honestly. It's it's a fantasy Men in Black mm-hmm. a little bit. But, like, so this is just Jan Lowe's whole bit throughout this movie. He just hops around possessing people, etc. He possesses the security like guard. Like the bug, if you've seen Men well, in he Black. Well, he doesn't... No, not like the bug. The he goes inside someone's body. One person... And he goes and he just wears his skin. He doesn't possess them. And it's one guy. But he, it's in the security guard. And then her brother comes to get to drop off his pizza. Apparently he delivers He's a pizza. pizza. Delivery kid. Even though he drives a motorcycle, I don't think they let you deliver pizza on a motorcycle. It'll get very cold. But you will also well, maybe have, well, he has a little thing back there. <laughs> I don't think that's conducive to success. Yeah, they do. Like they're, Luke, yes, they have to let you deliver pizza on a motorcycle. They bet they have. A scooter, maybe. But they'll put that thing on there that like has room for the pizza. That is let you bungee cord a pizza to the back of a like a 65 mile an hour motorcycle down the highway you're right it would get so cold i didn't even think about that i was just talking about where are you putting it i really thought <laughs> i was thinking those little warm boxes would keep it warm. <laughs> emma that's got the noid written all over it the noid is gonna be on that pizza like white on rice and now i'm just thinking about i'm picturing the motorcycle going and like the pizza box would just <laughs> <laughs> also, go. those things are very prone to falling yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a and bad there's scene. there's no way that would keep it warm. It, you would need the protection of inside a car as well. Anyway, it possesses her brother. The brother leaves. He goes home. And, and that like, was a little scary. It's like, it's meant to be a little... I mean, they undercut it by being like, oh, Ralph or whatever. Your breath is bad. And they do the bad smoke effect, whatever. But while that's going on, Shen arrives at their house. He knocks on the door while Wendy's cleaning up. And she's like, can I help you? And he goes, oh, you look so different. Uh, this time she goes what time do we 
know each other. And I was that just about like the highlights in her hair? Is that what he just thought was different? I guess because I don't know. Is that one scroll is he showing getting shown the same scroll over and over well, again? Well, because there, the, so this is the confusing thing is there are two scrolls. Is there's a scroll of like the original Yin Warrior who is being reincarnated? Yes, but which then only, there which was is the, one that which just is, had her face with yes, the highlights. The one, the the one that is the original Yin Warrior is supposed to only look kind of like Wendy. So I think the idea is that they all bear a resemblance, but they're not exact like copies. But then there is one that is like supposed to be Wendy as the full Yin Warrior. And that one is just her. Okay. But he tries to basically give her the whole spiel, being like, "Gotta protect you." The Yam yeah, one's back. I'm a be- I'm a Buddhist monk. Like, and if I have any real note for this movie besides the way that it ends, is this is like one of seven scenes coming forward where all that is happening is him trying to tell her what's going on and her not believing him or not agreeing to do it. It happens seven consecutive times in this movie to the point I'm like, let's go. I need her to get her head in the game faster than this. It's ridiculous that it took I this do long. agree with you that it takes long, but what I actually like is that they evolve it so that he kind of has to learn how to play her a little bit. Like, he has to figure out what he can do to get her to want to do this kind of stuff because he know he knows that it's not going to be easy. I, like, I honestly like that. Like, then get that moving, but I can't hear them have the same argument. You know, I'm with you. I'm with you. Where it's like the same, it's the same push and pull of him being like, you've got to learn. And she's like, yeah, wear the same amulet. Well, it'll do Star Warsy for me. It's ugly and it's like the same lines like yeah, yeah. in like three separate scenes but he she just slams the door in his face being like up oh, some random weirdo going around fair springs california classic she cleans up all of her cupcakes she falls asleep on the couch peter comes home and like he's possessed he's possessed we, we established that and he holds a glowing ball of death yeah there's her. like a weird orb that they just can pull out of nowhere when you're possessed by yan lo and he goes in and like starts like sucking and her he, soul out. Is that what he does? I don't think at the pool there's like a golden essence leaving. It's, you remember that? Yeah, it's not exactly said what it's doing. It's basically just like, oh, if it does all of it, it'll be bad. Famine, war. Disease, well, that's a separate flags. thing. That's that's a separate thing. Kind of. Shen sees this because he they just have like a small part of their yard where there's like a little not gazebo. Their but, like, house is nuts. It <laughs> makes no sense. And he's just like sitting there meditating. He does that a lot, and he senses Yan Lo come through, and he like does you know parkour up to the one open window in the grandma's he bedroom. Flies up. Yeah, a he wall. does. Oh, he does full crouching tiger, hidden dragon, one hundred percent. Which I'm fine with, by the way. I know I gave them a lot of shit for giving him like ninja superpowers. I'm fine with little crouching tiger, hidden dragon. But then when you just I introduce- guess that is where the, this does kind of differ from like a Shanghai noon rush hour thing is like, yeah, they are like, they're doing crouching tiger. A little bit. Like, but they, they go they too have, far. They have insane magic powers in this. Yeah, they're going too far with it. But Shen gets in the house and fights Yan Lo in Peter's body. He like has a necklace that he waves in front of him that like deters Yan Lo. And this is a pretty cool fight, I think. It's choreographed pretty well. It's all over different parts of the house. And the thing that I liked- I thought this fight was probably and, my favorite. And the thing that I liked is that obviously I don't think it makes sense in like the real world, but they do it in a way where it's all supposed to be very quiet so they don't wake yes. anybody up. So it's just like a lot of like impacts like this instead of like, hi-ya, pump, 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 That's why pum. I like this fight. And, and then I like liked... any, anytime anyone falls, it's on like a big rug so it doesn't make and a I noise, liked, which is like, clearly a mat. The f- I liked this fight because of the setting because it's their insane multi-level house where they're like using like jumping off the yes. different levels and like coming down like I like liked... going over the kitchen island yes. and then back and, and like then they like slide down the, the um, railings and yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. I liked the setting of this fight. I liked that they were trying to be quiet as to not wake her. I don't understand why Shin didn't just like try to wake her, but that well, she doesn't know what she's what is she gonna do? She doesn't know anything yet. Oh yeah, true. Then she would see him trying to beat up her brother. Yeah. She doesn't know he's possessed. Good point. And she also just doesn't know Kung Fu yet, Emma. <laughs> yes, um, she does. We've seen her do it. Thrice. Well, she doesn't know what how is to another sh- argument for She doesn't know how, how to do it. 
But they have this really cool fight. Although there was one thing, and this is like, before we even got to the end, I, there was one thing that I unambiguously had to knock on this movie, which is its music choices. The music that they put under, like, every single fight sucks. It does not carry the energy and the weight that you want these scenes to have. And, like, I get it for this one that it's meant to be kind of quiet because it's the quiet fight. But, like, it just makes it seem like it totally feels divorced from everything that's going on. I had a note about the, the music, too, but I don't remember if that was during a fight or not where I was like, what is this song? It's probably the, during the montage. The first training montage, they have a really weird song in the middle of it. I, know, that, I think I, I'll, I'll see it when I when You'll get probably to it. have it. You'll probably hear it during the break, guys. No, um, you got to play the circle song. The circles? What are you talking about? Circle. Like, what? Oh, what? Lucas, don't make me sing it. When she gives him the makeover. Oh. That is the song that was, like, on the Disney Channel when this movie came out. Oh, I, I believe that. it's performed by Kyle Massey. If I'm what? Right. <laughs> I'll have to look that up. Okay. I did not pick up on that. The second that song started, I did not remember massive parts of this plot. But you the remember second the that song? Started, I, was song? Like, I was like, they played this music video on Disney Channel over and over and Because it's like another Disney star singing it. Does not ring a bell. But Shen wins the fight. He also saves their pet fish, which Jean Lo was willing to let die. Performed by Orlando Brown. Yeah, Orlando Brown. Sorry, there but once Yan Lo realizes that he has been defeated, he transfers his spirit into Cupcake the dog, uh, which I was which not... feels f- like a downgrade. I, it does, but I was not a fan of. I was like, leave the dog out of this. The dog doesn't need your evil inside it, Yan Lo. And something that is... I, I, they play it as a joke, so I'm not trying to criticize it. That everyone in this movie is very willing to accept when they just black out and wake up somewhere oh, they yeah. weren't before. Because Peter's just like, oh, I'm home. Dope. Like <laughs> As, in, this, in this universe, everyone's a fucking fully functional, they, like, blackout it's, drunk. It's okay. ac- no, well, it's actually... This is... With this is what you when you brought up Men in Black. That this is what I was thinking. Is when they wake up, it feels like they just got neuralized, yes. or they're just like willing to accept whatever's and going they're like, on. Like, yep, this is where I was. Because like a bunch of people get awoken from their blackout, and the grandma's like, "Oh, we're all gonna go have mooncakes at my house," and they're all like, "Sure, sure that sounds I guess, fine. Like, fine." Like that, like it just sounds like they're, they're in that like suggestive. Exactly, they're suggestive like, after like you get neuralized in Men in Black. That's what I was thinking about Men in Black in this movie. It is also so annoying though that like this, I understand why it made the choice it did, but it's like he's trying to get to Wendy, so he gets to her brother, which would they therefore like get him to her high school but i guess he has to escape but it's like yeah he goes to her brother who lives with her and goes with her, to her dog who then the dog goes to the high school <laughs> that's true <laughs> like, like you would maybe just try to stay in a person well yeah but i mean once you once they know who you're possessing it's kind of pointless okay, kind of okay, you, you're right, you're you right. lose your advantage um Oh, one thing we did miss before Wendy fell asleep is the weather report that you were talking about. Is she's made all these oh. she's made all these cupcakes and she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna crush Jessica tomorrow." And then somehow Jessica gets to be the guest weather girl on the local news. Nepotism, baby. Never, Nepotism. never explained how that goes. I was expecting like her uncle is the the news weather anchor, man. something. But so she advertises like all my friends at Fair Springs High vote for me homecoming queen. You can go and get a Jessica for homecoming queen cupcake tomorrow. And Wendy's like, "No," because yeah, you know how kids watch the news <laughs> i just made 500 cupcakes and nobody really eats these cupcakes no and also there were not 500 of them when she no, went to sleep barely 40. We, they wake up the next morning she's like oh peter put this weird necklace on me while i was asleep the mom is like going over more of her research and being like oh terracotta soldiers they're meant to guard this tomb in china but it said this is where disney uh, makes up their own shit it says every thousand years or whatever they take it 
over by the spirit called Yanlo. No, I was like, 90, I was like, 90, which is the most sure, arbitrary right, number because they're just trying to make it work. Can it, you not feel their stretch man? Well, no, but just that, for, that one generation away or two right. generations. But what, what this got to me is like they give all of this real history about the terracotta yeah. soldiers and all that stuff, but they're like, but also it is connected <laughs> to our cheap bullshit. Like it's like, oh, also it is the weird spirit, which this doesn't beautiful history, which doesn't make any sense. But then she also uh, when when he's talking to her, she sees a photo of some Buddhist monks at the Jinji Mountain Temple. And but that is dated like 600 BC. <laughs> it's not dated. It's a photograph. No, she says from, like, how from have, 600 BC. But how would they have a photograph of it? It's not a drawing. That's oh, what I'm saying. <laughs> it's a photograph. Shit, okay. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? Mm. <laughs> okay, this is why I think can't... those are just some of the dudes from, from the, op- okay, okay. the opening. Okay, but this is why you can't introduce magic and like not have it fully explained because when she's going through all those old, old pictures, uh, my mind just did that automatic connect of like, oh, this is an old, old picture. Like a Jack Nicholson in The Shining. It's like, how long has he been alive? Who yeah, knows? but it's like, a, it's a color. It's not like a black and white, like taking one of the I big things and white, like that flash it wasn't powder. On a scroll. I'm aware that that is now a mistake. But just to give us a little insight, because the mom tells her that Buddhist monks all shave their head. Yes. Uh, which she was like, she goes, they don't have ponytails because Jen has long, we should have mentioned, Jen has, has long black hair that he usually wears on a ponytail. But she leaves her school. She le- sticks her dad with a 500 cupcakes because now she can't bring those to school because Jessica's doing the same thing. Which I mean, I think kids would be excited to get two cupcakes. I, no, I, 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 I would be. I don't think it, I mean, sure, I guess it kind of cancels out, but that way you're not at least losing any ground, I think. I think it doesn't, she doesn't look like she's copying. Yeah, but. That would be even more of that social Oh, because she said it ahead of time. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. Like if she had just shown up with them, I was thinking, but you're right. She no. said that she was like, I'm She said it on the news of all yeah, places. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, but Tori's giving giving her ride to school. They're giving giving more of an insight to Lisa's insane relationship drama. I'm worried about they, that they got back together over IMs because it's the year 2006. I did love when they said that. It really took me back. For them, they're like, oh my god, and then he was just chatting with me on IM, and I was like, my youth. <laughs> But Shen sees her leave and like shouts at her that you need to wear this. Am-. He's like, you need to wear this amulet. And then he Marty McFly's her. He, yeah, he, he, like, so some random neighborhood kid is riding this thing that's like a mix between a bike and a scooter. Where it's like a scooter, but it has like the brakes on the handlebars, like a bike. It really threw me for a loop. Also, I don't know if we said this at this point, but by the time the Marty McFly has occurred, like the grandmother has seen him and like she knows like what's what. She sees the amulet because Wendy left it on the table. Yeah, she sees the amulet. And picks it up and like says, whispers like protect her or something like or like and Shen's like in the house or something and she's like protect her no I think because it's a, they, before they talk she like puts a blanket on him while he's like meditating in the garden outside or oh, something and doing. then later she confronts him and she's like is my granddaughter the warrior, the warrior? and he's like yeah and she's like, protect okay, you her. have to protect her. And then then she goes, puts the necklace on Wendy, which that happens. That's the second time. Oh, okay. She just wakes up and is like, Peter put this thing on me. But yeah, he like tries to chase her down in Tori's car. On Even though we've thing. seen him run at 50 miles an hour earlier. Excellent point, Emma. <laughs> Very good point. And then he Marty McFly's to their bumper. And then they're at school where they shake him. He just doesn't. Yeah, you know, they shake him entirely. Um, Except they don't because he's, creep- he's right there. He's creepily watching them all play soccer. This guy... Who it is not, but would have been arrested. It by is Friday. not explained what his connection is anyone at the school for a good chunk of the film. And he's, he's watching a he, women's soccer. He practice. is given any for the most insane amount of free roaming. It's at this a high strange school. man that just wandered onto a school high school, campus? High school field. Yeah. High school field. School campus to watch girls play soccer. Yep. I would have had. I would have asked a few more questions. Not a good look. Not a good look. I literally have a minute. Why is this man not being removed from the premises? <laughs> 
But she and Jessica start playing soccer kind of back and forth, like antagonistically and talking. You know she's how trying you do to, in a high school movie. Trying to rub it in her face. Um, Emma, would you like to say the super bad line? Fucking calm down, Greg. It's just soccer. Is that it? I, I always so, mess it up. Like, I don't know. But Jessica gets to play goalie, which means Wendy gets to shoot on her. And so, of course... It's time for some Shaolin soccer, baby. She kicks Woo! it right up into the air, does a Spins full, around 500 times. full spin, and then just hi kicks it so hard right into Jessica's chest, throws Jessica into the back of the goal. I, I think I wrote down, breaks one of Jessica's ribs. She goes flying. Oh, absolutely. There's a loud impact noise, too. Oh, no, yeah, but she's knocked over. It looked like she got shot by a bullet in, like, a Hollywood <laughs> movie. Like, this is, like, such a suspension of reality movie, though, because it's, like, the amount of time she spins, like, you would, if she, when she fell to earth, you would react like she'd had an exorcism. Like, she looks like she flies so high in the air. Like, it would, it would not just continue as normal. Like, with people being like, oh, that was really cool. Like, they would be like, oh, number one, that girl was just possessed. Number two, Jessica's dead. Like, she's like, like <laughs> Step one, something's up with you. Step two, call an ambulance. They would just be like, oh, let's go to the mall, Wendy. Yeah. They're like, always going to the freaking mall in this movie. They love the mall. They love the mall. Of course they do. But after that happens, also Shen's on the sidelines just being like, yes. He comes up to her and is like, listen, Wendy, you got to stop brushing me off. Also, this, this is, is when the dog goes to possess. The principal. And I said, who let this fucking dog into the principal's office? He's not just on. He comes up like he has an appointment. He does. Well, There's the, no one the between. Dog, the, the, guy, the guy just is like, hey, how did you get in here? Like, he's very open to this dog. random men coming to girls' soccer practice. Dogs loose in the administrative offices. This school's a mess. This school's a mess. Literally four of the teachers disappear at a certain point in the movie. And the yeah. school seems to run on Fugue state the, disappeared. The, 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 the school seems unimpeded in its operation. But he just gives it a lowdown. Wendy, stop ignoring me. You have to wear this amulet. You have to listen to me. Your life is in danger. The world is in danger. Famine, I've, plagues, I've roaches. Got, I've got to train you. And then she's like, no, screw you. You broke into my house and put that necklace on me. I'm turning you into the police. And she like runs away. And he goes, weird things are happening to you that you can't explain. She goes, huh? And she was like, actually, I was a little curious when I had crazy kung fu powers and yeah. almost killed a girl five seconds ago. But that's when she's like, okay, explain to me what this is. Like, what is this, mm-hmm. you know, big threat? And the second he starts actually giving her the, the real thing, she's like, okay, Yoda, <laughs> they don't do Star Wars for me. And I'm watching, I'm like, bitch, you asked. He you was know, trying to tell me. She did ask. Uh, we should also probably explain exactly what's going on. We kind of been da- assuming you guys already know. Basically, millennia ago, whatever, there was an ancient Chinese warrior who fought an evil spirit named Yan Lo. Yan Lo, of course, is going to return every 90 years, as previously a, established. A classic 90 so years. So the descendants of that warrior, um, are every 90 years, one of them becomes the Yin warrior and has to fight it. Otherwise, Emma, what happens? Famine. Plague. Roaches. <laughs> very, very vague. Shen at one point lists them all, and it's like every... Very very vague, like cats and dogs living together, mass hysteria. <laughs> like it's it's not like he says like ten things. It's, I yeah, wish but, I had the extra. But it's the list. most. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's the most generic. Just like oh, the world. Like death of your firstborn child. Like blood on the door. Like it, it is basically literally. Set of some region. of them just sound like the the effects of global warming. I'm not gonna lie. I think we're in this timeline where Yan Lo wins. <laughs> That's why he's always portrayed as green smoke. He's like a smog monster. He's pure pollution. Oh, well. <laughs> and then say, we've cracked we're again. We're giving this movie such a good edit. Like, <laughs> it's like Fern Gully. But basically, telling her all the story, showing her the scroll, she's kind of turned on to the idea that like, 
there's maybe something to this a little bit where she's not going to turn him into the cops, basically. And we cut to whatever bad you have to say about this movie, Emma. You have to agree it has some of our favorite Disney Channel things in it. One of them being oh, a slide. One of is locusts. I wrote that sure. one down. But one of them being a slide-in telephone conversation where okay. she's talking to Tori. Tori slides in. And Lisa calls her. It felt her. very Mean Girls. Like, did they <laughs> did, feel like they're yes. l- ripping that directly, number one? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I My note on this three-way phone call is, could these girls be wearing any more scarves and necklaces? Like, <laughs> in their but, own home. But it's also like, I just want Disney Channel to make it easier for me. These two girls... I cannot tell them apart. Maybe have one thing be caps and scarves. Have the other one have blue hair. Anything. Like, I need them to... They are all both always in, like, the same amount of crazy accessories. Or just give them personality traits distinct from one another. What was it in... I know blue hair I liked. Yeah, but what what was it in... We always made fun of it, like, read it and weep. It was, like, artist friend, activist friend. Yes! Make one artist friend activist! Yeah, it's a formula that works when you do it well. But she basically explains that Shen is, like, her cousin Cousin. from China who is visiting. That guy that Marty McFly us this morning... Which, gotta stop the movie for a quick second, right there. Emma, I need you to weigh in on this. There's like a romantic thing going on with them, right? In this movie? With Wendy and Shen? Yeah. Oh, obviously. Well, Which is so weird that they make him have to be her fake cousin. Thank because you. Because I forget he's not her actual cousin. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck, why is she fighting with her cousin? And I was like, oh, he's not her cousin. Well, but everybody thinks he is. Yeah. Like, that's the real problem And you would that. normally just like maybe not introduce a family, familial relation. Talk about Mean Girls, am I right? Remember that con- that bit from Mean Girls? Where she's like, yeah, but he's like my first cousin. Oh, but, yes. yes. That's, I mean, that's... What's happening here? I think they say he's her second cousin or something. something. Well, it's... So to be fair, at this point, they do not have a romantic thing. She doesn't like him. She doesn't... She barely tolerates the guy. But as the film goes on, it's like, I'm not criticizing Wendy. I'm criticizing the film. It's like, why would you write it this way? Well, yeah, because if you're gonna set it up to be a romantic connection, just don't write it as cousin. Yeah, it's because it's gonna make it awkward. It's gonna make it weird for everybody, basically. But her friends basically say, you gotta get him to tone down, you know, all of the Buddhist monk stuff. Because it's, it's, people are starting to talk that there's a weird guy hanging around school. If you're related to him, it's going to sabotage your chances for winning Homecoming Queen, obviously. And God forbid Jessica Dawson finds out, she's going to use it against you. And she's like, Jessica won't find out. She gets another call. It's Jessica Dawson being like, I heard you got a weird fucking cousin. (laughs) I'm going to use this to destroy you. And all the pretext is dropped. Oh, yes. Like, it's like, at that point, she's like, yeah, but he's a freak, bye. And I was like, wow, I guess they're not pretending to be nice anymore. No. Um, And they explain that in a way the next day where she's like, oh, sorry, I was being weird last night. It's like, no, you can't walk that back. <laughs> Whatever. It's also a little racist. Uh, that, well, no, what's more racist yep. about all <laughs> Same her friend. This is not her enemy, guys. Keep in mind. This her is two, two most closest friends. best friends. And they're like, we're just talking about we have the perfect idea for how you're going to win Homecoming Queen. We're going to write vote for Wu on some fucking chopsticks. And then we're going to have your Asian cousin hand them out. They don't say fucking. And they don't say Asian. But everything else is a verbatim line. <laughs> we're going to write it on chopsticks and have your cousin hand them out. Because you're Asian. I think we should just let that be a drop in the bug and move on. I don't want to talk about it, honestly. But then she's not mad at her friends. That's why it's so hard to view this movie. I know it was 2006, but like 
that would be what get, would be like the final nail in the coffin. But she's just like, yep, guys, okay, whatever, bye. So then it cuts to the next day. She like wakes up in the morning, rips. I, th- I think this is maybe when the grandma puts the necklace on her and like rips it off and throws it back at Shen. And he's like, it hits him and he goes, ow. There's not a lot. I will say, we haven't really touched on it. Not a lot of like gut busters in this movie, but there are some pretty funny dialogue and interactions. That he just has give, some give, cute give, moments. He has some really cute moments. She goes to school. Yan Lo in the principal's body shows up, which makes me laugh because I was thinking like, what does Yan Lo do like during the day when like, she's like when he's not hunting her down? Like he's just in this guy's body. I, like I unable to communicate. Yeah, he can't communicate until the very very end, which I no. didn't remember. I thought he could always talk. Me too. Can't talk. Uh, but it's he just like lumbers around and goes like. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so what are you doing all day if you're not finding her? Because he like rolls up and starts to like move towards her. Shen spies this because he's still like watching her from the shadows or whatever. But no, he like pops out at one point and like waves the medallion in front of Tori and uh, Lisa. To make sure that he's like, they're good. They're, they're clean. good. They're clean. They're clean. And then he sees the principal and they have like a scuffle in the parking lot, which is crazy to me because of all the stuff that people are weirded out that I, I understand he's dressed in a very non-traditional oh, way. Oh, I think beating the shit out of the I think, I think tackling <laughs> an old man in the school parking lot. Would have raised even kind, more kind of like, uh, but then that happens. And this then, school doesn't give a shit about anything. And then anything. James Galen just walks up and is like, hey, you know what we always say? Never let him see your fear or something like that. And then he just... It's like, like, also, that's a stranger. That's not even a student. Where'd that guy come from? <laughs> this is literally when I have the note. Time for a change of heart, Wendy. I'm bored. We gotta keep it moving. Well, we just get to see in the hallway. She checks in with her boyfriend, Austin, him talking about... Still some, the most cursed man alive. A modeling agency or some nonsense. Shannon, like, waves the ambulance in front of him, make sure he's clean, that kind of a thing. She says, like... Oh, go make sure the bathroom's clean for me because I'm going to go in there in a second. He's like, good idea. You're thinking ahead now. Like, again, that was funny. And he goes in and all the girls scream and he goes, Wendy, there are many angry girls waiting for you to use the bathroom. And I was like, that was good. There's, I think he has some good lines. Yeah, yeah. But then she bumps into Jessica after she's done talking with Austin. Because this movie is actually, sorry, it's cute when it's kind of a fish out of water story. You know what I mean? Like the kind of like her and then like them growing a friendship. Like When it takes the time to have fun, it can be very yes, fun. Yes, I like that. And I like, I don't know. I enjoyed their relationship. But again, it's like one of 17 things this movie is doing at the same time. But Jessica bumps into Wendy and pulls out her number one tool in the war against her, which is that apparently in the school's bylaws, there is a rule that you have to have like a passing average, like a C minus average. Like it's academic eligibility for like sports. Yeah. But it's also for, for all, all extracurriculars, including homecoming Which queen, is an extracurricular. Which is not an extracurricular. Extracurricular is something you sign up for. You are elected to the homecoming thing. It doesn't mean like you can just not be on the ballot. And she's failing world history. History, which conveniently this semester is all about China. All about China, baby. This semester just happens to be all about China. And so she's like failing world history. And this is when I wrote, oh my God. And she's failing world history. Like there's too many things going on. Like we need, she's got too many problems right now. And we don't need to add world history on top of Homecoming Queen and Yin Warrior. Also, what's funny is Jessica says, oh, I wonder who could have told the counselor, obviously implying it was her, but it's like, why did you tell the counselor? Guidance counselors don't do anything about that. But this is the scene I was talking about. Jessica says this, and then Wendy walks like five feet into like the courtyard, and she literally just like, oh no. Uh, yeah, the, this the scene mid-ter- is bad. The mid-ter- I need to get my grant to be Homecoming Queen, but the midterms are tomorrow. tomorrow. There's no and way. I, and it's like, I don't know anything about China. Yeah. It's like, okay, uh, maybe a little bit more, I anything. don't know, anything, anything. And this also, like, 
is a problem that I was like, oh wow, we have too many problems going on at once. And I'm a little bit like, what is this movie doing? And then don't worry, it's solved almost immediately. Yeah, because Shen's just sitting there meditating and he's like, I will help you. I, of course, <laughs> as a Buddhist monk, know everything, know everything about, about the history of China. I can tutor you. And she's like, oh yeah, you can be my tutor. Great, that would be awesome. And he goes, but in exchange, you have to wear the amulet. We have to do some Kung Fu training. some training. And she's like, all right, fine, whatever. So that's what I was saying of like, I like that Shen had to learn, like, yeah. I need to give her something that she wants. So she'll do that. To motivate out. her to. Exactly. She's not just going to accept my logic because, it, you know, it's insane, to be fair. Yeah. Oh, yeah, also, James Galen as Yan Lo tries to approach her when she puts the amulet on. And then, like, he sees her put the amulet on and is like, Ugh, and then just bumps into a random janitor and then transfers and to him. Like, it seems we're like. We're moving down the food it's, chain. It's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's like, stick with the teacher. That's what I'm saying. It seems, it literally. You weren't deterred. It literally seems like Yan Lo's criteria for who he's going to possess is who do you bump into next? Like, who just randomly. Which is just a bad fucking strat. It's a bad strat. Bad strat. Like, the Yin didn't even figure, or Shen didn't even figure him out yet i was like why are we moving to a janitor we're losing access um but this is the scene i alluded to briefly earlier where they do a training bit yes. in the park um set to some really weird music so much trailer fodder in this the potato chip thing i remember yeah, the, that the, the, the trailer. Potato chip. yeah yeah it's just the it's just what you would expect it's her not taking it really seriously and like having that bad training montage answering her phone in the middle of eating chips as they're posing and doing yeah. what looks to be like a slow tai chi warm-up you know how i know what tai chi looks like from the movie the intern robert de niro does tai chi in a park so you're saying so you're saying this movie walked so the intern could <laughs> yes okay. in terms of park tai chi um but then she's like all right i did your also i was like they do do like kung fu here i'm like what happened to like her amazing kung fu powers she has those like we saw those like why can't she kick things really hard now like, why is she bad and then sometimes really good? Inst- instinct? Well, because they do a thing. He's kicking her. She should. The instinct yeah, kick in. Yeah. I mean, they do a thing in the, the good training montage where, like, they, like, put her cell phone up, where, like, the motivation part of it. Like, she's not taking this seriously. It's a mindset kind of thing. Because the, the thing you need to understand about the main character of this movie, Wendy Wu, is that she does not care if the world ends. That is literally no. her internal conflict is do I care if the whole world goes down the shitter and her conclusion is no no i don't care no so they have to mo- motivate her with not i literally thought she forgot that that happened yeah i thought she and did then too. and then because it's barely it's, brought up in the back because it's high movie. stakes it's high stakes but the stakes aren't discussed or she'll say crazy shit where she's like if i win this thing meaning like if the world doesn't end we should get another cappuccino and it's like don't joke about that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Famine. Plague. Locusts. Locusts. What I think it, yeah, well, because it, it's it's twofold. Is they needed a better motivation, in my opinion, for her to be homecoming queen. Normally, it's like my mom was homecoming queen and she died or whatever. Like, something <laughs> like that. She was murdered. <laughs> no, not, 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 not as a part of it. You know, like, she went to homecoming. Wasn't that like geek charming or something where that happened? <laughs> um, the way you said it just sounded like she went to homecoming and then died on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> last night she was murdered um, in her crown and dress but like you just need to give me a little something like yeah. what does she want it on her college application does she want would it, it make her finally feel like she's fit in this new town or oh, and that, or it's like it's an immigrant experience yeah, even though she, she was she was born here presumably but still 
Yeah, oh, something, yeah, something there. You know, there's nice. Like otherwise, it just seems like she literally just says it's all I've ever wanted, and I was like, but why? I, why? But then you also, but the, the second part of that is you need a better thing that happens of why she would maybe say no to being the Yin Warrior because it's pretty freaking high stakes. And girly. then she's just like, I gotta go to this. Dance. I'm gonna have to pass. I'm gonna have to pass. Sorry, world. Gotta take a soft pass on that one. She had the one point lunch. The world already sucks anyway. I feel like, the toilet anyway. I feel like maybe, and I don't want. I didn't want them to do this because obviously it takes a lot of import off Wendy. Is I feel like maybe it should have been that like they were like a team or something. Because Shen, I think, has explained at this point that he's just there to help her, and he. I don't know if he said it explicitly yet, but he's going to in a minute. That he always he's destined to die. He always dies in these battles. He dies for her to protect and then her. He's to reincarnated. Save, and he's reincarnated, so he can keep coming back and do this. But I think it should have been like he, they're a team. But that's so and like, fucking dark. It's so much to put on her. Like I'm is. gonna die. But, but that's and it. she's like, oh, I got. That's what I'm saying. Is, that's what I'm saying. It should have been like she should be like Shen can handle it himself. He's so good. I'm new at this. Like I would be bad. And I would just hold yeah, she would like, have. She needs to have some sort of plausible deniability. Yeah, she doesn't at all. Something. She's sending someone to his death and the world straight to hell. Yeah, literally, <laughs> she's sending all of us to our death, presumably. But after their bad training session, well, the, so this is where the thing they talk about meditation, right? Because she he has to teach her how to fit all of her. Because they don't actually study after oh, yeah, the yeah. training montage. Mm-hmm. And I was like, then he's gonna have to show her like. Yeah, I guess that is first. Um, what they do is just go. Well, you know, you have to go into that meditative stage, like that thing where you say yum. Yeah. And he's like, which I remember. I remember this scene. Yeah, she's, like, she's like, she's like, Red Robin, yum. And he's like, it's old. And because he's saying, I don't need to actually teach you anything. Because you, it's all in your head. It's all in your head. Your You've ancestors, lived, it's your story. lived through the entire history of China. You can remember it perfectly. This reminds recall. me of the time that I didn't want to read Of Mice and Men for my literature class. And so. You wouldn't read. Of no, Mice and Men is so oh, short. I'm so sorry. Graves of Wrath. Oh, the yeah. Steinbeck. Um, way longer, way more boring. Way more boring. And I didn't want to read it. And so, I mean, my friend. Just read the breastfeeding scene. My, that's all you need. Ugh. <laughs> and my friend, he bought the book on tape and listened to it as we fell asleep. And we would absorb it into our brains we did not that's not how that works but yeah then there's just a couple of funny shots of her meditating in strange places and uh then she takes the test and she gets an a so her grade point of average is back up she's on the ballot baby yeah she never even has to really study she just had all the info yeah it's good to go and then uh, that's why this problem solved almost immediately but then she's doing her homework at the kitchen table and the grandma, she reveals, or it may have happened already. She basically tells her, my mother was the last linear. I already know who Shen was. I already know what an important mission you have in front of, in front of you. I'm really she proud of you. She talks a lot about how she really misses like certain things about her village. Uh, yeah, she asked her what she misses about China. Yeah, and then, so there's like a good moment for the grandma talking about her village and then she does talk about the Yin Warrior legend mm. and you realize that... She knows what's up. Well, she we should we knew she knew what was up, but yeah. it's her mother was the it's her mother. Her mother, the, yeah, yeah. Okay. So her grand her great grandmother, and then this is when they introduce the family to Shen. Yes, he's like he's p- pretending to be her like second grand nephew, the twice removed or something. Yeah, like distant Chinese. And relative. there is like a good like family tension in the scene where you can tell the parents are like pissed for like the grandma inviting a guest and yeah. not telling them, and they're like, "All right, well, like, how long are you staying?" Yeah, like, the dad especially, and then the and what I, and again, this is going back to what I, I like about Shen's turn is he kind of realizes that he needs to give these guys a carrot to get them to like him, where the, the mom is like. Pfft, I've typed China into Google 17 times and I still can't find anything out about these artifacts. And he goes, oh, I can help you. One of the monks at my temple knows all about that kind of yes. stuff. And she's like, cool. And then uh, Peter's like, I've been getting hit a lot on the sides. Can you show me how to do Kung Fu? And he's like, sure, I'll show you how to do a flip. If I could do that standing aerial, though, I would do it at every party, every <laughs> dinner. It's, it looks so good. Well, of course it looks really good. It looks amazing. He- also, there, there's a line at the dinner where the brother like asks if his dick is cold and shriveled. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> no, what I'm sorry. Where you like hits him 
back. He's like, you get a nice breeze down there about this under oh, the robe. He doesn't, yeah, he asked about the robes. He's asking about his crotch breeze. Yeah, he was asking about his crotch breeze, but not about his dick specifically. I, that's what I, what is he asking? Well, just, you know, it's, it's, how are they hanging <laughs> under the robes? But he doesn't actually give the dad anything to go off because as we all know, he's just an ad executive. Well, it's someone but, also... Says, oh, I don't really like ponytails on guys. So, like, makes fun of his... Doesn't make fun of his one day. The dad, like, puts his foot in his mouth and says something about ponytails. It's silly. Look at your son's <laughs> right now, you fucking clown. <laughs> the kid, You're the younger brother, clawed. has a Asian mullet. It's... <laughs> It's a lot. It flips out completely into the back. It's a lot. Into, like, a mom from Brady Bunch flip. No, you're not wrong. It's a, there's a, The hairstyle is insane. And so then... The, the, the one thing he does is he made mooncakes okay, for everybody, yes. which are like a traditional Chinese dessert to celebrate this like autumnal moon festival. They're very good. I've never had. I don't know. I've never had. What do they taste like? It's, I mean, it's like a little pastry, like a thicker pastry with like, I kind of would care to like a pie like filling, but they can be filled different ways, but they're good. Is it like sweet? Yes. It looked like it had like, like that bean paste in there maybe, so I wasn't sure. I think, I don't make me talk about things that I don't know a ton about. You said you've had one. <laughs> I know, but I don't know if there's multiple versions. Okay, fair enough. And it's a very nice scene because, like, they're all like, oh, these things, like, our grandmother likes, but we may not, maybe don't have all the time, kind of. And the dad gets, like, really mad and, and it's like, I don't want one. And, like, yeah, it's, no. it's not, not, not great. But we have bigger fish to fry. He gets up from the table, like, silently and walks upstairs and, like, puts himself it, to bed. It's very rich. It's <laughs> like, like, <laughs> he's, he's like, I'm so angry, I need a nap. Like, he goes, he doesn't, he doesn't just refuse, he, like, is like night ender. He's like, I gotta yeah, go to bed. I gotta go. But we have more important things to do because after dinner, Wendy says to Peter, get the car keys or oh. drive me to the mall. Also, when he's fighting with the brother here, he, like, the brother collides with the media console, like, lands on it from 10 Oh, feet yeah, he tries to do the move that he that he Yeah, showed. he tries to do the flip. Yeah, and, I was and like, Shen's he, eating chips for the he, first time. This is what he breaks, like, four ribs. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He, he annihilates his spine. Annihilates. That kid's paraplegic now. I feel like you're way more into, like, Power Rangers, so you're immune to this shit. Like, when I watch these bodies come at that hard impact oh, yeah, on no, the that's media a, that's, console, I'm like, that kid broke seven ribs. For me, that's a Tuesday. Yeah. Um, But she goes to Peter's, like, Peter, get your car keys, because you're taking me and Shen to where... The else, mall. But the mall, it is time for a fashion montage, yeah, baby. baby. And by that I mean a fashion hat-tage. Because it's all hats. It's yeah, all it's a, hats. It's a, there's literally part of it where they just, like, they do the standard thing where he's wearing different outfits. She goes, mm, mm, But mm. then it goes tight above shoulders. And then it goes shoulders, tight above shoulders. And it's and, just hats. And they just rotate him. Like, they just have him on, like, a lazy yeah. Susan. And then they just keep adding little details. Like, here's some sunglasses. Hats. Here's a scarf. Here's some hats. And hat, taking hats. away hats. I go, the sheer number of hats in A lot here. of hats. It's a lot of hats. It also looks like they are visibly a Paxson. It does look like a Paxson. You're right. It is a Paxson. They changed out the logo for like plain t-shirts, but that's a Paxson if I've ever seen one. But yeah, she gives him a makeover, takes out that ponytail, similar to, you know, a she's But we don't get to see the fruits of it until the next day. Oh yeah, because he leaves He leaves still, still wearing, in his Buddhist car. Yeah. We cut back home and we see the dad reconciling with his temper tantrum that he threw. <laughs> is it like three? <laughs> it's gotta be like <laughs> This is where it swings into like heavy adult drama. That yeah, that's like what I'm saying. Smoking at 3 a.m. I like it though. <laughs> I'm here for it. Because he's eating the mooncake. It's pitch black outside. <laughs> It's really late. He's eating the mooncake and he And the wife comes downstairs sort of negligent. <laughs> Honey, why haven't you come to bed or whatever? And I don't know if that's true. I think she just normally comes downstairs. No, she's just wondering what's going on. And he's like, I owe Shen an apology. I just, I had such a visual reaction by she being shown a piece of Chinese no, he said, culture. He said, it was like it was a boy again. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> 
<laughs> and did that anger you? Calling yourself a boy also is so 1900s. Swept when I was a boy. Like, <laughs> I was a boy again. And it reminded me of my mom and the culture that we have shut out. And I think we've done mis- or a disservice to us and our children. Yes. I want to be an Asian American family, not just an American family. I kind of like that line. That's a nice. No, that's what I'm saying. There's good stuff there. And I'm glad it comes to this point. But just the road to get there is a little rocky. Because it's like I said, it's a nice message. You got this guy, this fish out of water who comes in, shows them all like something they've been missing from their lives. It's like nice. that's what I like the fish out of water elements of this story. Where yeah. it's like he, he teaches them something. They teach him something. I don't know. But then what happens? Oh, we, well, we go to school the next day. And now he's in his new threads. And he's got, he's, hand, he's handing again, out the flyers. This man who I don't know how old he is is just allowed to wander the halls of this school. <laughs> how old the fuck I, uh, I don't want, I mean, I hope less than 18 because otherwise it seems like he, these high schoolers are very attracted to him. Well, he's supposed to be hot. They're like Wendy's hot cousin. People are like, girls are throwing themselves at him. Oh, yeah. Well, he's let's And I will say, by the way, I don't know where this note is. He looks really hot. No, he looks good. So this out- it's a is. good outfit and his hair looks nice. The thing that's crazy to me, though, is now he's the talk of the town. Like when there is a full on Buddhist monk following Wendy Wu to every single class, everyone was just kind of like, hey, who's that weird guy? Whatever. But now there's a man in like a nice outfit. They're like, there's still, keep in mind, there's still a strange around. but now he is sexy. Now he's got a hat. Actually, he doesn't have a hat. He's got like a blazer over a t-shirt. Now he's wearing a blazer over three other shirts. So this is kind of like her first good day with Shan at school. She Austin shows up again and he's like, babe, highlights. And she's like, shut up. My cousin that I'm definitely not attracted to is... is. (laughs) My boyfriend cousin is me. (laughs) Um, But that's when I realized he's girly pop. He goes, highlights. I like touch. I I wish I could... I wish you guys could see me. I did a really good impression of him. But he like does a little hand. It's a person. Austin, yes. No, girly pop is a person. Oh, Lucas, you're not on TikTok. No, I'm not. I have to forgive him. Well, I won't forgive Austin for anything. He's this absolutely is, fabulous is what I'm saying. Sure. And he seems, well, he's, this is also where he starts to take the turn into like. Not a severe enough turn. Just a dick. Like yeah. a snob. Because he's like, oh yeah, you know, Shen, we probably shouldn't be seen with Shen because he's going to ruin our chances with Hoka King. Which to and she's like, well, that's the problem because he's my cousin and yeah. I'm in love with him. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> what did I say? Nothing. Well, because it's weird because up till now he's just kind of been like a big dumb golden retriever of a man. Yes. And, and now so now he's, he's like... Now he's ominous in a different way. Now he's way. like, I'm mean boy now. Like now he, I'm a jerk. Yeah. But so after school, she and Shen have a talk. No, of, you have to give credence to the line that one of her friends goes, he went from monk to hunk. We gotta let that get past. I kind, I did. I think block that out. You're doing our listeners a disservice. Thank you for saving. I said I'm screaming. That should not be allowed. That should no, of course. (laughs) And what we've established: these friends are a little culturally insensitive. But it cuts to that night after school, and they're having this weird, again, a weirdly romantically lit talk on a roof. The mood lighting. There's the mood lighting. It's mood lighting. It's mood lighting on Bendy. Wendy. Bendy. (laughs) Brendy. I started to say I got it. Brenda I got it. and Wendy. I know where it came from. Came out, Brendy. I think the mood lighting on the Wu's exterior of their house is gorgeous. Anytime anyone's on a patio when he's sitting up there meditating, where they're fighting, it's like soft and warm. And I'm I would like, say it's sultry. It's almost. sexy. It's a little sexy. But this is where he tells her. First of all, 
something that I thought was absolutely hilarious is she's asking him about what it's like to be reincarnated so many times. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you know, it's not, it's a little weird, but it's like, because she's like, you remember everything. You remember all your You remember everything. He's like, yeah, but like, like sometimes just flashes. Like, you know, not everything's memorable from your entire life. And he literally says to this girl, I mean, not every yin warrior is all that memorable, which is so weird to say because like, yeah, some of your ancestors sucked. (laughs) Like they did their job, but we didn't really, you know, bond or like they didn't leave an impact on it. No, they didn't really leave a a huge impact. It's like what you say when people are like, yeah, they're nice, you know? Well, that's the most searing compliment you can give them. Yeah, that's what it feels like. They ask you about them. They're like, She's nice. Yeah, like that means they couldn't come up with any other word. That's what I'm saying. It's like, you know, they don't really leave an impact. And you would think that as all the chosen Yin warriors, you would like them all to have some sort of You're working very closely with these but people. he's in love with this one because of her red chunky highlights, even though they all look the same, right? You know, those, those highlights drive him wild. Uh, I think he also she also gives him like one of the leftover cupcakes. Someone does eat a cupcake. She gives one to him. Yes. And, then and he said he's never had chocolate before. He's never had chocolate before. Yeah, he, this guy, he's eating chocolate, drinking cappuccinos. He's, he's like, I'm not long for this world. Let's go, baby. He's living like he is on his last life. Because he explains, in every battle, I have to give up myself to save you, etc. Which is just weird because it implies that, like, you're going to kind of suck and I'll have to come in yeah. and save you. Which I also don't like because it kind of feels like you need a man to save you. Come on. Like, but also, like, this is the part where she feels like she's really buying into it and is like, oh my god, like, I don't want you to die. And it's like, but she still doesn't want to train. Like, mm. you're now at this point, after this co- very serious conversation, she feels like she's buying into it. But she's still not like, we should probably wake up early tomorrow and train so I can stop the end of the world. To be fair to Wendy. And, and okay, this is also... Listen, I love ignoring my problems as much as the next girl. Obviously. But the thing for me is he has not given her the full details on this battle with Yan Lo. Because all it's really said is you got to fight Yan Lo. You got to stop him from doing whatever he's trying to do. You know, the evil resurface every 90 years. You fight it. It goes away. But we will learn very late in the game that there's a specific day on which you are to do battle with Yan Lo. And he has not told her what that was. So in her mind, she could be training for a battle that's like... Okay, okay. Okay. takes this place was, over the course the of a year. This that I forgot. You're correct. I forgot about this. I didn't realize this until the very end when she gets mad about it. Because, so, yeah. guys. She's like, after homecoming. Because, guys, as we know, there's a big dance in the Disney Channel original movie. Not so, in this one, because they well, don't fucking they, pay we for we don't it. get to see we it. We ran out of money we, in the movie, for the titular In the movie called <laughs> Homecoming Warrior. I, I do think that is an unforgivable I sin. I slammed down my laptop last night in fury. Unforgivable sin. Unforgivable sin. I'm sorry, Wendy. Unforgivable. She could have gone down victory lap in her grandma's dress. Yeah, and everyone would have been like, oh, it's such a great dress. Yes. And like embraced her, not as like an other, you know, for like, for a great culture. And she, her hair it's would fine. Have been, it would have been awesome. It would have been cool. She could have gone with her cousin boyfriend and yeah, kissed him on the It raised a lot of questions. Because obviously there's a bit, all I was going to say is that if there's a big dance, there's obviously got to be a conflict of some kind. Yeah. But I think we should actually take a quick break and then come back because now things are going to This hit, is the party, right? Well, we're going to go to the party and then things kind of hit the ramp. So let's take a quick break, uh, do some poses in a park to center ourselves. Do some meditation. I think that's meditate. good for all. Take a quick meditation break, everybody. We'll be right back. I got a song, but ain't got no melody. Come on. How am I going to sing it with my friend? But ain't got no melody How am I gonna sing it with my friends? Will it go round in circles? Alright Will it fly high like a bird up in the sky? Will it go round in circles? Will it fly high like a bird up in the sky? Listen Got a little dance but ain't 
like, I, I think we're doing a chicken noise. No, I'm a, that was hatching Pete. We've had enough of that. So now that Wendy's basically trying to date Shen on the down low. But in front of all of her friends. And boyfriend. And then she asks him if he has a girlfriend. And I go, Wendy, what do you think? Wendy, He's a Buddhist monk. Wendy. Let's, Wendy, I'm gonna try. Not all monks, but let's think about this. But I don't think you're allowed to have a girlfriend. Yeah, it seems like he got a lot of other stuff to do. And you're living in a temple. Yeah. With other monks. But because she's trying to date him on the down low, Can basically. Can monks date? Let's see. Buddhist monks demand celibacy. Dating would be advanced their vows and potentially a reason to disrobe. Wait, is it against the vows to take the robes off? So he's no. just breaking all the rules here. Well, monks cannot marry if they're indeed ordained monks. I will say, gang, I, I do have some Chinese they're friends. They're famously celibate. I could. There are some Chinese friends I could have asked away this. I don't have any Buddhist monk friends to nail the accuracy of this one. So excuse us for not knowing these things. But I, yeah, I, when he, she said that, I was like, do you think he does? Well, she makes a lot of assumptions about what his life is like. She's like, you don't know what a cappuccino is. And it's like, girl, no, of course, of course he doesn't. <laughs> so 2006. This isn't, this, this isn't the this isn't the mom from uh, Full Court Miracle with her espresso machine. <laughs> they, they don't have that. An industrial grade. <laughs> yeah, they don't have that at the temple. One of the things she and Austin had talked about is going to this person's party. I think it, I, honestly, what was the name you said earlier? It was like Diane Finkelberg. Shelly Finkelberg. Like, okay, it's, kind of, it's a name kind of like that. Like some random. I didn't even register whose party it was. They, they, they mentioned at some point but she's like guess what you and i are going to that party together even though i agreed to go with my very serious boyfriend but i'm taking my cousin instead and that won't raise any questions no of course not and so they go to this party it's at someone's another house, house looks like an 80s coke den. yeah where like there's a pool five steps it what actually was the other movie where there was a party in an 80s coke den oh that was double teamed double rich teamed, girl's yes. house but i actually feel like this isn't i think if you look at it i don't think this is actually somebody's house i think the house is just off screen i think it's somebody's pool house and they were like you can use my pool house. <laughs> Because it's literally <laughs> like one room where all the teens are dancing. And, and the, that's, there's and a little the, kitchen. And then, no. and, then, and then, well, you'd have that in a pool house maybe. And then there's a pool and then like the pool deck and that's all we see of this place. Yeah, like, I, I think, think it's just a pool. Someone in New Zealand said you can borrow. You borrow yeah. the pool house for a few, for some, uh, what, what is New Zealand money? This movie is rapidly kiwis. Kiwis? <laughs> <Maybe> not kiwis. <laughs> I wanted to see if you'd believe me. Um, this movie is, at this point, I guess is hemorrhage money because there this party is Piss poor attended. Like it. Oh, it's it, also called a dollar. A New Zealand dollar. Slang for it is called the kiwi. No, I don't think that's accurate. Are you basing that on the fruit or the bird? A little bit of both. But they go to this party, and again, Emma, what I was talking about. You do know that they call New Zealand kiwis, right? Yeah, but they don't call their money that. Okay, Emma. That doesn't validate your argument. Yeah, I understand the kiwi I... is a big part of pride of New Zealand life. I was trying to trick you. Emma, Power Rangers is filmed in New Zealand. I know a lot about New Zealand from that. Damn, I forgot about that. Okay, continue. But what I was saying earlier about this this movie having a lot of fun things that we like in this channel original movies, we get a non-alcoholic teen party in this movie. And it's pretty... Talk about a New Zealand hire. The girl that asks Shen to dance. Oh, good. Well, because they also had to get someone... <laughs> Is she trying to, get... to stifle her New Zealand accent? I think so. But also, I just think they had to get someone who could dance first and then act Figure second. out the rest Figure <laughs> the rest out later. Because they were there at this party and she's like, are you having a good time? And he's like, oh yeah, it's great. You know, all that stuff. And this girl comes up to him and she's like, hey, do you want to dance? And then she, Wendy Wu, who again, this is supposed to be her cousin, says, oh, we're actually like here together. together. And she goes, I thought he was your cousin. And she's she like, goes, oh, right. Yeah, which not cousin number one, number two, again, very serious boyfriend. They're the most popular kids in school, apparently. They're running on the same ticket. They, yeah, it is. It's Austin Wendy, 2006. But she pulls Shen onto the dance floor, not Wendy, this other girl. And I was like, oh God, please, please, please. This is a song that I called out because the back of this dance 
secret in the song. It's just like, it's so, so fun. We're going to have so oh, it's much nonsense. fun. We're going to have fun. So fun, so fun, fun, fun. We're just going to have some fun. It's Woo! just, we're going to have fun 50 yeah, times. Yeah, of course it is. It's nothing. I was You're just, reminding me of the floop is a madman. Help us. Save I, us. It, so many things do. You reference that a lot on this podcast, and I really think you're just starting to reach. Do I really? Yeah, it's come up multiple times. But... The thing is, is I was just like, please, for the love of God, give us some like kung fu dance moves. He break dances. He does a little bit. It's not what I wanted. I could have used a little. I bit could more. use a lot more. Could have used, used a lot more. more. I would have extend this to like a good chunk of the movie. Does this? No, no, no. Austin comes in. Austin comes in. That's where okay. I thought you were going. I'm, no, no, no. Austin comes in and he's like, "Hey, when I thought we were showing up here together, you were gonna wear that peach shirt that matches, match, my... that matches my shirt. I thought we were gonna do some campaigning." And she's like, "Slaking." <laughs> what? Oh, slaking. Okay. Like you were saying, like instead of campaigning, it was slaking, and I was like, "Slaking what?" No, but, he's slaying. Yeah, I got it. And she's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I just I have a lot going on. I'm really focused on Shen right now." As she like stares at him longingly. And he goes, well, I'm your boyfriend, which implies that he recognizes that there's, there's a, something there's a going weird on that, spark yes. between them, <laughs> which he doesn't seem to flag as weird because it's, again, her he cousin. He just seems like territorial. Territorial. Like, you should actually be, there should which, be some alarm bells. There maybe. should be alarm bells going off, number one. Number two, like, if your girlfriend has family in town, especially family from another country that doesn't know anybody and doesn't probably know the culture very well, yeah, she's going to have to devote a lot of time to making sure that he's getting along good and, you know, having a okay, good time. Okay, but there is a pal. There's a palpable. Jeez, so, it's, it's, so it's a jealousy. It's a jealousy this. thing. Yeah. And they break up in a very matter of fact way where she's like, oh, to be fair, I'm sorry. We should have touched on in the sultry scene on the roof. She asks Shen as part of being a Buddhist monk, if he's ever been in love. Yeah, he's like, he, do you have a girlfriend? And he, will, and he goes, no, it's kind of against our whole thing, as you mentioned. And she, and he goes, have you been in love? And she's like, oh, no. And he goes, so you're not in love with Austin? She's like, not really. Which I mean... That's a very normal response for your high school boyfriend. People just to say. say we look cute together. Yeah, which weird. is well, that part is obviously very shallow. But, but then I'm just he saying, says it's he, he clearly you know doesn't understand the culture because like obviously you're not going to say you're in love with your high school boyfriend I necessarily. Don't know. Some people will. Well, some people, yeah. But I'm, I'm just, just saying. It's, it's I'm saying it's not commonplace. No, she does say people say we look good together, so we've just been dating and. He says, so it's an illusion of the heart. And she references this when breaking up with him. Yeah, because she goes, haven't you ever always thought that you and I are just like an illusion of the heart? And it's like no one's ever thought that. No. And, he and also, also, anytime anyone says illusion, I think of Joe Bluth. He also he also basically says to her, like, I'm too dumb to understand what that means. Like, you got to know your audience, Wendy. Um, but yeah, they break up and it's kind of not that big of a deal. But then the dancing in the background gets a little more focused, but then it ends. And then the New Zealand dance girl. Yeah, New Zealand hair. Kisses. Kiss, kisses him on the cheek and everybody at the party goes oh and man I've been at so many parties where a kiss on the cheek Alyssa just this is a looks, crowd wide crowd, crowd goes wild he's getting some oh that, that dog <laughs> that cheek is wet the dog's off the leash <laughs> he's a wild man and so Wendy's I almost called her Brendy too you put that <laughs> in my brain Wendy Brendy Brew Brum <laughs> That's the title of the episode. No, it's not. We're not doing that. I get to name it. No, why? Don't do this. If you say it in the episode, it usually Everybody comes through. Everybody start chanting, Brandy. 
I don't, it's such a lazy form of humor. We can do better than that. I'd like to see us try. But she sees him get this hot kiss on the cheek. <laughs> and then my note, please let me read my note. She threw the amulet onto that table full of Why did she do this? She knows it's for her safety. It's not like a token oh, that he gave her. Oh, it's because she's like, they're trying to do that, that trope of like girl rips off necklace that boyfriend gave to her. But it's like, my note is, she threw the amulet onto that table full of fruit skewers because her cousin got a kiss on the cheek well, from throws someone it. else. She very and I go, oh, wow, he's not her cousin. Because this was yes. one where I forgot that they're not actually related. But also, it's not a plate of skewers. She throws it into a bowl of tortilla chips. It's next to a because, table full of skewers. Whatever. Because uh, she... What kind of chip is that? <laughs> Lisa, my girl. Yeah. <laughs> The only actual laugh I got last night, when that line was uttered, I literally had to pause it. I was like, what in the fuck? Lisa, I know you clearly have got a lot going on in your life, but you gotta be able to recognize <laughs> a metal dish from necklace. A necklace. <laughs> because Wendy goes off and sits on like a pool chair and like starts visibly crying. She's astral projecting. And I was like, girl, okay, maybe it's because you just broke up with your boyfriend. I'll give you a benefit. No, she doesn't care about But it literally either. seems like she like, loves her cousin. It, it seems, yeah, it's getting real Game of Thrones up in this Disney Channel original movie. They are not related. I, but to the world, Emma, to the world. And it's like, yeah, what is your friend going to come to you and say, like, I saw you, I saw your cousin kissing someone else. Like you. I really understand you must be destroyed. <laughs> because, yeah, she has her back turned and we see Tori walk up and she's like, hi, Tori, my best friend. I'm not crying right now. I'm just, I've got a lot going on. After Lisa picked the amulet. Well, no, 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 I, no, no. What happened? We, the, she says some stuff to Tori first, and then she's like, huh? And Tori has the orb that sucks oh, that sucks her soul out. Um, And then, <laughs> freaking, <laughs> he come, he's done dancing, and he says, where's Wendy? And someone says, oh, she was by the pool. I And then we see t- uh, Lisa lift up the metal. Yeah, even out of a bowl of chips and go, what kind of chip, chip is my girl, but I... Th- I go, okay, so are we to believe that she doesn't understand different edible materials? <laughs> but the thing that gets me about this scene, other than that incredible line, is that he says, where's Wendy? And someone has to say, she's by the pool. The pool is two steps outside oh, right the there, door. My brother, my right is, there. Like, if you are looking at Lisa holding the medallion, turn, you can see Wendy in the same vis- visual field, my guy. Yet again, this is only someone's pool house. And I think they tried to shoot in the way you wouldn't notice, but he has to jump the entire length of the pool, and it's very obvious that it's the, the, like five feet away. But he flies over, kicks the orb. Again, That's that seems to, the way to stop all of Yamlo's plans. Is just kick, kick that orb into water. Like, yeah, kick, or, yeah, it does seem to probably, yeah, he kicked it into the fish tank last time there does seem to have a thing with water but also just kicking it out of his beyond those hands seems to do a good job but then he also throws tori into the pool or maybe wendy does that herself i think but, wendy gets up and yeah, gets yeah. Her in the pool. but because the orb is in there like all the water starts bubbling and getting hot and peter's biggest like ever. peter's like yo biggest top peter also has got a big popped collar in this scene. he's got multiple and like every, no? every well every guy at this party either has a popped collar or a puka shell necklace going because oh, it is or, the year of our lord 2006 three separate shirts <laughs> Uh, but then, yeah, people just, like, hop in the pool. They're having a good time. Tori, like, swims up to the uh, the edge. And Jessica brings a camera out. It's like, this will look great in the yearbook. You don't put photos from a non-school <laughs> event in the also, yearbook. Also, like, what, she's wet? Got her, bitch. <laughs> Got her. Like, 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 also, why do you hate this 
girl. Yeah, like, it was. Yes, as if, like, her enemy. Like, this is what I'm saying where she now openly starts becoming, like, a Regina George-esque, like, yeah. this bitch. And I'm like, this wasn't really what this character was no. a mere 30 minutes ago. It's very weird. But the reason that she's doing Yanlo this goes is through. so that the Yanlo can... That's something I like to call little Colin Creepy Basilisk action where I... it goes through the camera. All right, I'm going to pull out a piece of paper <laughs> on which I have written... written on which I have written... written. <laughs> on which I have written, Emma will reference Colin Creepy with the, the Basilisk camera thing because I know how your brain works. The second I saw it, I said, that's a petrified lady. Uh, but yeah, it's it, the spirit of Yanlo is in Jessica now. But Wendy has gotten scared enough by this encounter that she's like, mm, you know what? I think we need, Finally. To, get, we need to get back on that training she train. She almost dies too, and she's like, we should have one more practice. We gotta get we some get, more practice. We should have two practices. Yeah, yeah. This little pink and black sweatsuit that she wears in this training sequence is what I distinctly remember. I felt like you from, would have some things to say about I it. I remembered it from the trailer and also like the marketing materials. She's wearing this outfit a lot in it. And I remember it being hot to trot at the time. Because yeah, they're in a park and he's like, it's time for the final step of your training. And he unbogged. We saw him receive these in the beginning, by the way. Little statues. Little statues of animals. Again, to Disney Channel's credit of putting some work in. These are some of the traditional uh, five animal style of Shaolin Kung Fu. Which are you getting this information from Kung Fu Panda? This movie walks so Kung Fu Panda <laughs> could <laughs> The but, fact I knew that was very your Well, no, no, no. Right? I was going to leave. That is true. But so, yeah, these little statues are not just little statues. They're full on Shaolin masters that like a man. Are inside of the statue. Yeah, they like come out and he's like, oh, they're going to teach you the tiger for aggression, crane for balance, snake for flexibility, leopard for speed, which is more of a cheetah thing, if you ask me. Um, And then he and has. And dragon. He for- has the dragon tattoo. He is the spirit of the dragon. He's the boy with the dragon tattoo. <gasps> Ooh. <laughs> But yeah, he just says, I'm, she's like, where's the dragon? He's like, I'm the dragon bitch. And yeah. he's got it tatted on his arm. I was surprised they let a guy have a tattoo, but then it, it disappears because they, could, they couldn't keep it. Couldn't I keep was it. so excited. I was like, that's sexy to let him have that dragon tattoo. And then they let it disappear. Mm-hmm. But so he's like, okay, this snake's going to teach you everything you got to know. And she's like, well, hang on. I'm still trying to win homecoming queen. And I have to like live in this town. I don't want people. I can't to... beat the shit out of an old guy in a yeah, park. Yeah. That was a good line of logic for this movie to take. It is. But then also but like. But you also visibly can't beat up your t-shirt in a park. Yeah. That's the thing for me. And also I think all you have to say is, well, that guy is my Kung Fu teacher. I've started taking Kung Fu. And everyone would be like. Yeah, probably. It's a, it's an old guy that you're doing stuff with the park. And Shen's there also. You're all dressed for, you know, I, exercise. Like, just say that's your martial arts listen, teacher. Listen, this is Fair Springs. Everyone's in everyone's business. Say that's New York true. City. That's true. As, as, as we've seen with Tori and Lisa's opinions about Chinese culture, it's not a very diverse community. I was walking through Central Park and I saw Wendy Wu, Brenda Song herself, Brandy Brew. If I saw her being this Stop shit. trying to make Brandy Brew happen. It's not going to happen. If I saw her being this shit out of an older man, there was like a monk. I would just keep vlogging. I would mind my business. I would say there's probably a reason. He's probably your teacher and I would just keep going. But I think we're supposed to believe this is a nosy community. I'll give you that. Hey, gang, you know what the villain has been doing this entire movie that's really evil and you wouldn't really wish on anybody to be possessed by the spirit of some ancient Chinese master? Guess what? Shen's gonna do that shit now. Because he goes yeah. around, we see all the teachers who've been mean to her. Actually, I don't think Coach was that mean to her. She says, like, get your head in the game when her head was clearly not in the game. That's about it. One, yeah. one stopped her and yeah. also from kissing. There's not enough arcs on all these teachers. I don't to think be we've seen the leopard guy before. I don't believe I thought it was the principal at first, but I don't think it is. We haven't seen It's not the principal. I, I think his scene that. was cut. 
He gives a little statue to the teacher and he walks up to them going, uh, Holds his hand out and then they are in, they are the vessels for these... They've been possessed by the spirit yeah, of... the spirit of the uh, masters. The spirit of the masters, which is really messed up because it seems like they're like this for a couple of okay, days. Okay, but the soccer ball scene is sick. The soccer ball scene... So we start with the, the snake and uh, trying to teach her flexibility. And again, they must have gotten someone who was like... On they never climb a they, pole, which is interesting. Well, I mean, that's they get stunt people to do that. But I'm saying the woman who is... To playing the gym teacher is this thing is like doing back bends and like they actually do i mean obviously i don't know very much about these kinds of things but they try to give them fighting styles that evoke the animal like where the teacher is like wrapping her legs around people and like striking snake poses well, and she does. i do love their animal poses the animal poses say. i will say say the what you will say what you will about these actors these adults playing possessed, possessed playing they, possessed. they are really excited about it like at the end when they all walk in and go crane leopard yeah, it's like they're the Power Rangers. It's and it's also they have like no like calm moderation of like a monk. They're like, no. yeah, they're like <laughs> jazz. Like they're they were gonna pull out power coins and go for it. Honestly, it's a tough industry. No, it's I think really it, yeah, it. I would be. Are you kidding me? I would be down for it. But yeah, they they put her cell phone on top of a lamppost and she has to climb it. This is a, this is like a long form montage where it's more like little scenes kind of cut in. Um, we do the snake first, and then I think we do leopard, which is the soccer ball scene where he's just sick. he's just whipping soccer balls at her and she's got to stop him and he's like speed is relative slow them with your mind and she has to stop him very power rangers but i love this the effect is literally like the effect of super speed from power rangers dino thunder if i may get specific and they clearly just told brenda song just swat your arms in directions we'll put a soccer ball we'll put the soccer ball in It's, it's pretty bad and i did actually really like and i don't want to give them credit for this because i feel like it's meant to be not great in retrospect is the person they picked to be the crane is a heavier gentleman and they that's have him, the joke that's, yeah but it's not yeah, a great I know. it's not a great joke because that's what i'm saying but i but but this is 2006 it's 2006 but at the same time it, i kind of like that it's like don't assume things yeah like, you can be anyone yeah anyone. so it doesn't feel like they're coming from that place um james galen becomes the tiger which is pretty rad and that's just them. They all charge her with like bamboo poles, and they they kind of kick her ass for the. Well, it's first five week. on one. To be fair, like she's still. This has all been happening in like a week. It's like, her second practice. Yeah, it's 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 a lot to take in, but she she gets the hang the hang of it. Like she actually loses her kung fu rod at a certain point and has to like do it freehand and like grabs them all under her arm and like chops them and sends them all. Good choreo, but she wins. Yeah, of course. And then her and Shen go get a frozen cappuccino. It looks like it's on ice. Oh, I didn't notice that. You didn't that. notice it? It's like, no. it's like frosty. I don't, I don't drink coffee, so I don't know. what. It, I can't like, identify a cappuccino on site. When she starts scooping it, it looks like frosty consistency. I was like, what's going on? Yeah, isn't that a frappuccino traditionally? Yeah. She's like, oh, yeah, like if we win, like, we could get another one of these. And she goes, oh, yeah, like you're going to, like you're she remembers gonna die. that he's going to die. And I'm like, this is heavy material to be talking about over like frappuccino. And also, again, they just leave the teachers in the park. Yeah, in a like, fugue state. Like, I don't know, no, no, they're still possessed. They get, they keep being possessed until the end. And like, that's what I, that's what we were saying is like, is it really a better look to just be beating up your teachers in this park? No. Like, I don't know. And then also, as they're walking away, the grandmother's there and she like looks over a newspaper yeah. and puts it back up. And I was like, they know you know about this. Why are you like watching? Also, the newspaper has no visible text except for just in massive letters, the word splash. <laughs> I, I didn't notice that. This is when she finds out that the fight yeah, is two nights. No, yeah, tomorrow. Also, she finds that she won Homecoming Queen. Yeah, they're walking back from getting Again, their, there's poles. They're walking back from getting their ice cold cappuccinos. They're talking about, you know, this fight, all that jazz. She gets a call from Lisa and Tori. Um, Lisa is on the Homecoming Committee, so she knows ahead of time. And of course, tells her best friend. I picture them just calling from like the hotel ballroom, being like, we know we've <laughs> we've got Maricopa County. You're going to be <laughs> <laughs> We've just verified the results. We've just verified the results. 
Maricopa County goes, whoa! <laughs> Steve Kranacki's going to be reporting on it at six. Um, but she, so, like, even though she's just been told this, she seems kind of tempered in her excitement. She's like, yeah, I won. I did it. Cool. Again, that's back to Brenda's song, kind of. Yeah, the phoning again. Yeah. But then she gets down to the nitty gritty of this with Shen. Like, so what's going to happen now that I'm trained up? He's like, well, on the autumn festival, the mid-autumn festival, uh, you're going to have a big fight with Yan Lo, and that's going to you know determine if the world ends or not. And she's like, okay, dope. Like, is that in like a month or a week? And he's like, it's in a couple days. She goes, how many days? A, a, a couple. Is it tomorrow? The night of I'm homecoming. Oh. And she's like, you never told me. And he's like, I didn't think you'd want to train this if it meant called, giving up. We desperately need a third act conflict, but we're too lazy to think of a good one. So we're just going to have her get mad at him for lying, but like not. For not really. lying, for just not telling the truth. Because that's what. Because monks can't lie. That's what Buddhist monks do, I guess. Now do we cut to the steps of the U.S. Capitol? <laughs> <laughs> well, so she storms off saying, basically telling him, I'm not going to fight and be the Yin Warrior. I'm going homecoming. I'm going to be the homecoming queen. It's all I've ever wanted for vague reasons. <laughs> that are unclear. Now we see the rival girl. Why did we need this shot? <laughs> what is it? So they green screen Jessica on, on in front of the museum. Storming the Capitol on Jane <laughs> <laughs> I'm Honestly, I wouldn't put it past her. Um, in front of the museum. I like, realized later it was the museum, but my note literally says I'm not being facetious. It says, is she on the steps of the U.S. Capitol? But she like summons a storm in front and of her. Because... Like, <gasps> it's like the mid-autumn festival she's doing her evil shit but we didn't need this because then she just shows up in the back room and brings the terracotta soldiers to life and that's all you needed for her introduction that's, you didn't need this weird green screenshot at all the thing that's funny to me though about when she shows up is that Yan Lo clearly put on her most evil looking outfit like it's like a black dress kind of thing she's dressed but but also but she's dressed for homecoming she put on her most evil looking outfit but also that would work for homecoming yes exactly Yan Lo knew what like when you've got Eve taking over the world at six and then homecoming at seven. seven. Like I've got to have a tasteful cocktail dress on. Yes. And Can't so, be caught dinner without my gloves. And so this is when Yan Lo But finally, she's dressed like if Neo from the Matrix went to homecoming. She's I think black. that, I don't think there's that high of a leather component. It's all black. It is all black. It's for a funeral, maybe. This is when Yan Lo finally starts talking and does the vague evil creatures of the night rise. Yan Lo commands you and the terracotta soldiers all come to life. And this, guys, it's the most Power Ranger shit in the world. Anyway. It's literally the suit actors of the guys who are like, for those of you who aren't familiar with the later seasons of Power Rangers like I am, like the putties, like the guys that are the mooks that you just fight instead of the monster. Like they're moving around all crazily. Yeah. And, it's, and then they get their asses kicked. Oh yeah, of course they do. They're, they're there to get their asses kicked. But Wendy's just sitting at her armoire. Getting uh, ready to go to homecoming. Yeah, Emma, would you like to talk about her homecoming dress? I can't even knock this homecoming dress, I'm gonna be honest, simply because like it's insane to get your eyes on physically like it's like bright orange and like neon pink like jessica mcclintock sleigh like you know strapless tool on the bottom little eh, not a line what is that called i don't even remember fit and flare but i can't even knock it because i was i was looking at it and i was like i remembered how cool it was at the time so i can't even knock it like i remember this movie coming out and me being like yes that's please. a fit that's a fit uh but speaking of fit while she's doing that her grandmother comes in and is like i found my mother's old Yin warrior dress. You so you have a, the perfect outfit to save the world tonight. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. Sweet. And then she's like, no, Grandma, I'm not going to save the world, actually. I'm going to homecoming. I'm going to homecoming. It's all I've ever wanted to do. It'll be fine. I'll save the world another time, maybe. I'm, I never wanted to be the Yin warrior in the first place. And this is where I was like, but hey, Wendy, you know if you don't do it, the world's going to end, right? And there's like, no, there's no, no like, that's why I said you, my note, which is very self-explanatory, is you can't go to homecoming. 
The world's gonna end. Yeah. You're being selfish. Yeah. You don't have a good life. Homecoming's gonna end with everyone dying, presumably, because there's gonna be some kind of cataclysm. And she's like, the world's famine. Gonna... Locusts. She, she goes, the world sucks anyway. Yeah, that's that's literally no. So her grandmother leaves and she's like, I, I'm not mad. I respect your choices. And then I'm she's just disappointed. She keeps no, she doesn't say I'm disappointed, but she keeps putting on her makeup. She goes, so what if evil takes over the world? The world's already like full of evil well, or something yeah, like. Yeah. And I was like, I'm girl, like, that is not locusts. No, the plagues, mass hysteria. But what's weird, and so then it cuts back to Shen. Shen has gone alone to try and face Yanlo and the terracotta soldiers. And he's like, I hope I can do it. This is happening while she's still getting ready. I feel like if you had planned it out okay, you could have still made the dance. Well, this seems to be a very organized fight. Like, they, like, wait for each other to show they, up. There's, so, a, there's a determined there's, time. There's, there's also, there's like, timeouts. There's the, she calls a timeout to change later. That's yes! the most bonkers thing. Yes! She gets a costume. She gets a costume change real quick. The grandma just walks she through did, it. That's what I'm saying. This needed to happen beforehand. It, so she goes downstairs. Her dad and mom it's take It's like a, they forgot to shoot it's, that scene. Well, it's something. But so the dad and the mom are taking a bunch of pictures. She's like, I got to go. And when the doorbell rings, because it's Tori and Lisa to pick her up. But it's actually her mind-controlled teachers being like, yo, Shen is going to fight uh, Yan Lo alone. You have to go with him. And she's like, no, I don't want to go. I never wanted to be the Yin Wei. Did you say he's going alone? Which is weird because like, you know that Yan Lo is going to succeed because you're not going to fight him. You've made your peace with that. Yeah. You already know Shen is destined then, to like, die. We're all, like, we're all fish food, baby. Yeah. Like, I, like, they... I don't understand why that's her turning point. So uh, then it cuts back to the museum. We see him fight the terracotta soldiers and be- But it's you... like a low-key, like scheduled ass high school fight. Like, remember when you were in high school and they'd be like, oh, like Jared, Jared's going to fight so-and-so. And it's like, where? At the entrance to Hamill Woods at like 4.30, then you would have to all go there at 4.30. And it's like, that's what this fight is. Like, they're like, we're meeting in the basement of the warehouse. In the mom's office at the museum. Oh, wait, for both of you. And they're like, where's your in warrior? Like, is she late? And it's like, did you, how did you guys communicate the time? Yeah, where's your hype squad? I know I it's brought the mine, festival, like, but like, where and when? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Had, had you been more specific, she could have been like, well, maybe I can swing by before homecoming. Yeah. Um, because Shen fights the Terracotta Soldier. Again, they do not put good music under this fight. It's really, it's really, uh, what's it? There's a lot of dissonance. I will say, as someone who doesn't really love this stuff as much as you do, like with Power Rangers, I liked all the Kung Fu up until this point I started to get bored. That's, yeah, it, it, it drags a little this bit This fight here, is long and but, it's a lot but, of the same. But, and also you, but also you need good music to sell it is what is why I'm harping on this. Um, but he does okay against the Terracotta Soldiers, but eventually, you know, they overpower him and they like pin him down. And then, like we mentioned, the four teachers show up yeah. and are like, and then fear the speed, their the speed of the leopard, the, 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 the balance of the crane, the flexibility of the snake, the power of the tight. James Galen goes so uh, hard for that it. That man is in a different movie. He he always, say what you will about James Galen being a million at character power, just, he gives it his all every single time. Thank you, James Galen. And then Wendy storms in and does give, I think, genuinely a very good line where she goes, Oh, it's Jessica? Why didn't you tell me? I would have been here yesterday. Yes, yeah, like, yeah, I love that. Good line. So then the big fight happens. And this, I think, is pretty good. Because like I said, you get to see the tea. To be fair, though, I feel like the tea using teachers is kind of cheating in this fight. Because like they're not part of the legend. They're just no. there to teach her. But it is really cool to get to see them do snake style and crane style and all that, all that jazz. It's really good. Um, I also love when she does kung fu in this homecoming dress. She does a lot of like aerial kicks. And you can see the orange tool goes like flying. I it's feel, really cool. I feel like the reason. So what we were saying is... Again, there's, it's hard to talk about a kung fu fight for very long, so we're just going to kind of breeze over it. She fights Yan Lo for a little bit, and it's fine, but I think they wanted to get some shots of her fighting in the homecoming dress, like, for the trailer, yeah. and, like, to appeal to get the homecoming warrior vibe, because then... You know, your classic homecoming she's, warrior. She's get, when I was a kid, I was like, let me see a classic homecoming she's warrior. She's getting her ass beat a little bit. 
And then the grandma just walks up and be like, hey, You forgot your dress. You forgot your dress. I've brought it where here. Where did the grandma know where the fight was going to be? How did she know where they were? <laughs> Emma, you're asking all of the right questions. And then Yan Lo is on the other side of the room. And Wendy ha- must have had to go, Hey, Yan Lo. one give me, second. Give me a quick. I'm going to use my, my one timeout. You know how we each get a timeout? We each get a timeout. <laughs> I'm going to put on my grand- great-grandmother's old dress. And we don't see it, obviously. It just does a spin and she's wearing it. But it's hard to get out of a homecoming dress. dress. And then Different dress. And did she just do that in front of everyone? Have was all, there a bathroom? Have all of the terracotta soldiers seen her titties? Like, what's going on? And so, then, uh, is, and for the record, she looks great. It's a really great warrior also, dress. Also, by the way, she looks awesome. And I love that she did it, but it's insane they let her have a costume break. Also, though, when you think about it, is the museum going to be upset when, like, they have destroyed every single oh, thing yeah. in there? They're wreaking on both of this museum. No, so we see them fighting the terracotta soldiers, and the terracotta soldiers all break apart at the They're end. They're all artifacts. They're all like ancient Chinese, this like has to be priceless. $5 million. Oh, a massive amount of property damage. I was expecting everything to, you know, get magically repaired at the end, but no, they just walk away and you get know, cappuccinos. And I, I said uh, instantly the line from National Treasure. I go, somebody's got to go to jail, Ben. Somebody's got to go to jail, Ben. Like, somebody's got to go to jail. Millions of dollars destroyed. And so. This is where, so like the movie's already started to slip for me. It's, I started to lose its grasp. It started to lose a lot of what I thought was endearing. As much as I like the fighting, it's kind of just feels, I don't want to say contrived, but it doesn't feel, I don't feel invested in this, I would say. Also, Um, when did we learn energy balls? Emma, that's literally what I'm about to say. So that's, that's, that's not even first. Is she's fighting Yan Lo in Jessica's body at first. And then... To beat her, not with kung fu, she does a full kamehameha at Jessica and like pulls I mind it, guys. and like disperses Yan Lo's spirit out of her. And then she's like, "What am I doing at a museum?" And she's like, "Yeah, I know you probably expect to be at homecoming." She's like, "You should go there. You should go there. Why? You know, you already won." And she's like, "Actually, you can have it. I've got more important things going on." Better her if you want to get that crowd. I'm like, Wendy, that is not how homecoming queen works. You cannot just have someone, you cannot elect a delegate and then have them show up and be like, actually, Wendy said I could be homecoming queen. Also, so she's been possessed by Yan Lo all day. How does she know that Wendy already won homecoming queen? We just learned that. That's very true. Unless, I mean, unless Yan Lo learned it and then left it in her brain. I don't know. Mm, whatever. Uh, but it's just, it's, it's just to, you know, establish that loop that she realized it wasn't that important. Even though we never knew why it was important, important to and her And I didn't care. Place. No. Oh, now bad CG. Yay. Yeah, because they're like, cool, we nailed it, guys. We Let's not, go home. Let's go home. Shen lived. That's pretty exciting. They're already He's like, I've out. never lived before. Yeah, that's, that's, he's really jazzed about it. But then all of the Terracotta Army soldiers, like, form together into one, like, metal man. Almost like which, a Megazord? Yes, some could say it's similar. It's Megazord-esque in concept, Emma. Very accurate. So then there's just a weird like metal man in like full armor with the glowing green eyes. And they're like, oh, I guess we're not done. And then she looks to Shannon's like, so what do we do now? And he goes, I don't know. Yan Lo's never shown up in person before. What did like, that fucking what? mean? That's his true that's form? That's his true, like he's only ever come in spirit, but when you destroy all the soldiers and he makes a form out of it, that's in person? I need a lot more explanation there. Yeah, you and me both, sister. They fight for a bit. It doesn't go well. And then she says, what do I do? She looks there like- There was a- like a massive explosion at one point. And I was like, this place is going to burn to the ground. Oh yeah, there's a- she, Like someone falls into a box and it explodes. Yeah, there's that a dynamite is, that, That's classic there. Power Rangers, though. Again, that didn't phase me. I was like, think that we got a box of but- live dynamite in the museum. <laughs> 
But they fight for a while, it goes badly. And then she looks to the grandma, not Shen. Um, Shen is also like being his life drained. Like this is where he is going to die by Yanlo. And she goes, grandma, what do I do? And she goes, everything, everything that you have learned. She hasn't learned this though. You haven't seen her. And she makes another freaking energy ball. And she also heals Shen. No, that will happen. Not in a minute, Emma. She does this. First, she explodes Yanlo with her random magic energy ball. And then, yeah, she has Shen's like dying body. And she goes, no, I'm not going to let him die. And she- he Kylo like, Ren And she like hits his heart really hard and then it starts it again. We hear it beating and she brings him back to life. And uh, then there's a fucking crazy line where it's you had to sacrifice. And I'm like, what did she say? She didn't sacrifice jack shit. She didn't sacrifice anything. Because they say- and the re- When Kylo they, Ren does that, he dies. He does die. The thing that they say, spoilers. Is, I said, okay, she's a wizard. The thing that they say is that Yanlo is dead forever now because you achieve something greater than any yin warrior could do alone true sacrifice from the heart or something like that. And I'm like, cause she didn't, wasn't and the I'm like, and I'm like, and I'm like, Oh, is that what they're trying Fuck to say? This is that what they're trying to say? Cause like Shen's the one who has to sacrifice himself every single time. What were they talking about? This is why we were saying the wheels come off uh, the wagon by the end. Yeah. I think they're trying to say that her sacrificing her the homecoming queen crown was real sacrifice. Also the fucking people snap out of their fugue state. The grandma's like, we're going back to my place to eat mooncakes. Oh yeah, the spirits leave the show. Also, hang on, sorry, I do want to not skip this over. Other weird shit that gets said is when the when Yanlo kills Shen for a second, they say, the days of doom have become destiny. What does that mean? Shen always dies. This is not like a thing you should be unfamiliar with. That you're like, whatever. But yeah, the spirits leave. They're like, cool, we've sorted the Yanlo problem out forever. Bye-bye. And the teachers he's are all He's never like, going back and then Shen gets to live forever. Yeah, he's pretty psyched about that. he gets to have that. a normal life. And yeah, he gets to go get a cappuccino. That's what he's really excited about. And then- uh, But all... they hang back and you're like, they're going to go to the dance. They're going to go do a victory lap at that fucking no. homecoming dance with her and her grandma's dress. Guess what? No, they fucking we don't. We don't get to see They that. ran out of money and they did not have a shooting location. Re- I don't know how I didn't feel like, I mean, I guess I was a kid and I didn't care, but I feel like I would have been she- felt cheated like that. I, as I a kid. said, fuck this movie. That was my last note. <laughs> um, how but- dare you make me? That's my only rule for these fucking movies. Do not make me listen to a big event about a fall festival, a Christmas tree lighting, a big dance. Don't talk about it all movie and then not let me see it. I don't care if you've decided it's beneath you and it ruined your friendship with Jessica. I still need to see it. I know, it's such a cop out. It, like, remember how mad we got in, I think, what was in, in Bad Hair Day? What is like, we thought they were just gonna go to the outside, but they did eventually they did go, go into the They did go into the dance. They did go into that fucking dance. Yeah, yeah, and this is like the big, and it's in the title of the freaking it's movie. Like all the money in that goddamn warehouse. But uh, yeah, that's Wendy Wu, Homecoming Warrior. I, uh, yeah, they just run off, by the way. It kind of holding hands, it's very romantic coded. Maybe that's why they didn't go to the dance. Maybe that's why they didn't go to the dance. <laughs> I want to note to end on. <laughs> I want to note to end on. I had a lot of fond memories of this movie. I feel like I definitely have a bit more nostalgia for it than Emma does, but I can easily recognize that there's a lot that doesn't work here, but I think there is still more good than outweighs the bad. I think that the, some of the performances are really fun. I think Shen, the grandma are great. Just the song know that you're going to have to listen to someone suggest writing Woo for Homecoming Queen on chopsticks. Yeah, there's definitely up. some stuff that hasn't aged very well, but I think that- But if you go into that not- Knowing that, it's a little Yeah, and weird. I feel like anyone could have guessed that when you gave them the log line of this movie. Based 2006. It, and then it came out in 2006, yeah. But yeah, I so I enjoyed it. I definitely don't think I can call it my favorite Disney Channel original movie anymore now that I've watched it recently. I can't believe you were saying this. You were going well, around I, telling people I, well, that? I was saying if I had to pick a standalone, obviously it's still High School Musical 2, but I'm saying if I had to pick a standalone one that isn't built on the back of a sequel, I was saying I was going to say this, but I actually can't do that anymore. That's nuts. I'm not saying I'm not embarrassed. <laughs> 
But that's the way the cookie crumbles. It was fine. It was, it was. I feel like we dumped on it a lot, but it is, I it, on it, it, a is lot. A, it is a more positive than negative experience. shit in it and like weird fucking choices. I enjoyed my time with it more than some of these. I just felt my only big notes were like the end of collapse. And then also I felt like we were seeing a lot of the same scene over and over again, which mm-hmm. is, which just sort of started to bore me. A you little. could say we were in Orlando Bloom-esque circles. And I think this whole movie is supposed to be like her arc. And did you say Orlando Bloom? Orlando, Orlando Brown-esque circles. <laughs> I was like, Orlando Bloom, star of Elizabethtown, does not sing Make It Go Round in Circles in the, in the Disney Channel. I'm right sure now. I'm not the first person to make that mistake. <laughs> they look identical. <laughs> they're they're mistaken for brothers constantly. I think one of them might be the reincarnation of the other. Ooh, topical. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Um, Yeah, so those are my... my what would my you rate it? I would rate it a 5.5. I I as much, I don't want to have to do this, but just because of the nostalgia, I gotta give it a seven. It's wow, seven. that's a big divide. I reckon I recognize it's high. I know we've been scoring pretty close together. I think for a while now, but that this one does rate a little higher. But again, it's because of nostalgia, because of the Power Rangers stuff. And I really like Brenda's song, guys. So I do too. I get that. Long. I will say Brenda's song deserved better than this. I mean, I think she got stuck in the suburbs and is amazing in that. Oh, she's so but uh, I think she she could have gotten a little her, a little bit better for her own standalone. Um, Emma, are you interested in what we're watching next month? Yeah, I'd love to know. Tell me uh, I get to pick again, so you get to pick for your birthday. Is it Brandy Brubrum coming broader? <laughs> no, it's not that freaking thing that you're going to make me name this episode because of peer pressure. And I'm sure if I don't name it that, people will tweet at me. So we Brandy don't, I, Broom. I picked this movie because I remembered it being good and it turned out to disappoint me. So I'm going to go the opposite way for my next pick. I'm going to pick a movie that I remember being bad and see if it surprises me. Oh no. Next month, we're going to watch the 2012 Oh, 2012. I, like, I don't like the time period we're in. Uh, neither do I, um, but we're going to watch a little film called Frenemies, which is not a movie that I watched. Haven't we already done this? No, of course not. Why would we? It is a movie that I caught on the Disney Channel when I was in Walt Disney World, and you can only get Disney Channel in your House hotel room. House of Mouse has you trapped. In your hotel room. And I was like, this seems like something. And I remember watching it and thinking it was <laughs> This one. seems like a movie. This seems like a movie. And I remember watching it and thinking it was one of the worst things that I've ever seen. No, who's in that? Uh, let's find out. Let me click on the I Wikipedia feel like that's page. Somebody... So it's a series of vignettes. No. It's a tele- uh, anthology television film based on the novel of the same name. Starring, starring Bella Thorne. Zendaya's back. We've seen it running into her again. Nick Robinson. I don't know who that is. Oh, he's like very legit. I know that. I know that guy's face. His picture came up. Uh, yeah. It's a series of anthologies and I remember them being awful. <laughs> so. This is going to be the end. But I'm excited to see Zendaya again. So let's maybe that will turn out to be somewhat okay. So that'll be next month. Where can people find you on the internet, Emma? I'm at Emma Stone Tyler on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And I am on Twitter at Wildfire underscore King. You can find my Patreon at patreon.com slash Tyler. Thank you so much to everybody supporting me there. Most importantly, you can find us on Twitter at Podcast. Yeah. Give us a follow there. Like the, like the episodes when they go up. It's really nice of you. We really, really like it. Um, it makes you a loyal D-comrade in our eyes. But the way to be the most loyal D-comrade is to go on the old iTunes or Google Play or Spotify, whatever lets you give us a little rating review and drop one of those because it really helps bump us up and we deeply appreciate it. You should also check out audioentropy.com where there's a ton of great podcasts and you'll find one you love. I guarantee it. I think that'll do it for us this month, guys. Check back in February. Thanks for listening. Thanks, thanks for listening. Not much else to say. DCOMs forever. Bye-bye. Bye. Where am I? Wendy? Hey, Jessica. You're kind of at the museum. Why? I don't know. You're supposed to be at homecoming. You're late.
I am. I mean, I thought everyone already voted you queen. I've been thinking lately. And there are things that are more important to me right now. You better hurry if you're gonna get that crown. Uh, yeah. Thanks. <laughs>